This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace recently launched the latest version of their platform, Squarespace 7, with a completely redesigned interface, integration with Getty Images and Google Apps, 15 new templates, and an incredible feature called Cover Pages. Try the new Squarespace with a free trial at squarespace.com and enter offer code SNELL at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Start here. Go anywhere. The Incomparable. Number 228. January 2015. Welcome, everybody, to The Incomparable. It's 2015. And to send us into a new year, we are going to look backward. Like the god Janus, who has two faces looking (laughs) forward and backward. I had a book about Greek myths when I was a kid. Anyway, we are going to look back to 2014, talk about some of our favorite things from the year, and also some of our favorite moments and episodes of The Incomparable, and some of your Yes, you, listener. Your favorite moments from The Incomparable from the past year. Joining me to talk about it, are, it's a, an array of excellent panelists. I'm going to introduce them in order of their appearances in The Incomparable in 2014. David Lore, you are the reigning 2014 <laughs> oh, champion. Man. Hello. Oh, man. Ahoy hoy. Yeah, well, you just agree to be on every episode. That pretty much will do it. Well. So, good job. <laughs> Like, oh, that book. I haven't even read that book, but sure, I'll be on that episode. Maybe I'll read the book. Maybe I won't. Perfect attendance is nothing to laugh at, my friends. No, definitely not. This is going to be a good one, um, because showing the enthusiasm of newer members of the panel. Number two on the list, Erica Ensign, also here. Holy cats! Yes! (laughs) Plus bonus credit for Total Party Kill. Huh? Yeah. I like extra credit, especially when it involves murdering things. Yeah, that's right. Stabby, stabby. International credit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and you get the Canada bonus. <laughs> I'm pretty confident last year we established that TP Kill was not uh, was not a credit on your incomparable score sheet. No, but, nobody. Uh, you don't get any bonuses. These are listed just by incomparable appearances, but there's oh. like a little a little gold star next to it. Mm-hmm. A little gold star. In third position, in uh, numerically, but first in our hearts, it's John Syracuse. I don't remember anything about 2014, but I'm sure it will all come back to me. <laughs> it's going to come rushing <laughs> it's back. come rushing back. <laughs> like a blow to the head. Uh, in fourth position, uh, you, you, I don't even know what to say. It's, he, you know, when you love him, you can't live without him. It's Steve Lutz. Hi, Steve. Hello, Jason. I can't believe I've been on fewer episodes than John Syracuse this year. I did not think that happened. Very barely. Very, very, it was very close. Very close. I, I failed this year. Obviously I failed horribly. <laughs> there were several episodes that were right in my wheelhouse and I just really couldn't get it together to be on them. There's no reason yeah. I should not have been on the TV, uh, the, the, um, what is it? The reboot pitch episode? Oh, yeah, or yeah, the yeah. SNL oh, episode? Man. Yeah. Board yeah. games episode I missed? I know. Think of all the dick jokes that we missed. Yeah. Well, we'll and make up for it tonight. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> We're going to make up for lost time. Uh, often number one. This year, number There's five. still time. Still also number one in our hearts. Dan Moran. Hi, Dan. Wow, number five, huh? Yeah. That's what the hell happened to Dan? Mind. I don't know. It was, it's been a busy year. <laughs> it's been a tough year for Dan. A <laughs> lot, lot of stuff's happened. So, some of us had a tough year. But it's good to have you here, Dan. It's, it's good to be here. Thanks for I'm showing in up. 20, in 2015, <laughs> I'm going to beat out David Lohr. That is my new goal. Okay. <laughs> You're going to rededicate it. Excellent. Uh, also, uh, next on the list, Monty Ashley. Hi, Monty. Hi. I demand that Total Party Kill and also the TV podcast be counted in my numbers, but no one else's. But no one else's, <laughs> yes. Because you're, you're, you're surrounded otherwise. And I think that's it. I think we literally have the top six 
panelists here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, six. Top six panelists right here. Nice. Look at that. See, commitment <laughs> follows commitment. <laughs> I'm number really, six. It's amazing I'm that all five six. of us can be number one in your heart. Next, it's a, a five-way tie. <laughs> Quiet, you. Next, next would be Scott, who is not here. And then Tony, who is actually on Skype right now, and I asked him if he wanted to be on. He said, "You got a lot of people, right? You don't need me, right? It's it's very late. I I, I need my rest." So he wasn't. There. But but yeah. So anyway, uh, I appreciate all of you being here, and it's time to talk about things we liked from 2014. Erica, being uh, being second, I don't even know what I'm doing. Uh, why don't you go first? Are the things you liked from 2014 you'd like to tell us about? <laughs> Dude, 2015 is already ruined. I know. <laughs> He's gone out of order. You knew I would do it. This is You've not a draft. This already. is not a draft, people. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good because I'm actually, I'm going to take Canada because for me, that is wow. the one thing. I was going to pick Canada. You can have it. Canada, Canada is off the board. No one else can pick, pick Canada. my Canada, please. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I, I moved to a whole yeah. different country in, in March of 2015. So it's been kind of a big year for me. And it's it's very interesting to see how how alike Canada is and yet how not alike it is. So it's been oh. fun. You became our second ever panelist from outside the United States, Ooh. which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Trivia, trivia, first ever panelist outside the United States, Guy English. From Montreal, uh, who was on one episode. And who's then not, somebody, in fact, English, strangely who's, enough. I was like, wait a minute. He was but he's a guy. He was born in Eng- England, but he's not yeah, an he English is actually, guy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, but no, it's, it's Canada. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Okay, Canada's off the board. Anything, any, anything else <laughs> in the universe that you'd like to draft is a good thing from 2014? <laughs> Let's just you know, technically, it. I could drive about five miles south and be broadcasting from another country, so... That's true. It's not really that cool. But do you ever, Steve? Do you? No. No. God, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, countries get worse the farther south you go, I've found on this continent. Wow. <laughs> Take that, Panama. Don't listen, listener Etienne. I am looking forward to the first and last episode of The Incomparable recorded in Tijuana. Maps draft. Let's do a maps draft. Just all about maps. Another thing that I did like a lot this year was I loved... Doctor Who series eight, um, mm. not from the same emotional place that I have loved some previous series, but just from the fact that it's doing different things. I, that always gets me very excited. I had that so on my fun. list. I had my, that on the list of things that I really. Off the board, but it's not Jason. a draft. It's not a draft, so you can still take it. <laughs> I just say I agree with you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but the the other thing that was a kind of a big excitement for me was another new thing. Um, my, some of my friends uh, have launched a new magazine, which I think I might have mentioned on an episode before, called The Uncanny Magazine. Uh, Lynn and Michael Thomas, who both have multiple Hugo Awards and or award nominations to their name and have have uh, been editors of magazines in the past, are launching their own, and it's so awesome. And they asked me to be a part of it, so I've been producing the podcast. And that meant I actually kind of got to be in on the ground floor and you know read drafts of stories as they were coming in and help out with the whole planning of all of this stuff. And it's it's really cool to see how something like that gets put together from the ground up. So it's it's been fun. Also, you you and your compatriots on the Verity Podcast were nominated for a Hugo Award this year. I feel I need to mention that. I, I was not going to mention that one. How is that, by the way, being nominated for a Hugo? It seems like it'd be really cool. It is unbelievably, <laughs> like, mind-blowingly weird. I mean, I grew up in a household where our bookshelves were lined with, like, Hugo-nominated books. Mm. And so to me, it was, it was like the Oscar in our household was the Hugo Award. So to find out that my name was on, you know, the big screen 
there at the awards was it still doesn't quite seem real. Someday I hope to be associated with something that might be nominated for a Hugo. That would be pretty cool. When I was a kid, we had Parsec Awards everywhere. That was very important. So when we won one of those, that was huge. Huge. We made that award in less than 12 Parsecs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one. Exactly one. Mm-hmm. Exactly one Parsec. Wasn't that a game called Parsec? What the hell was that game? <laughs> yeah, there was a game called Parsec. You're right. Like an old like text-based type game. I thought it was like a Commodore 64 thing. <laughs> oh, it was TI-99. TI-99, TI yeah. Okay. That's it. Got it. All right. Wow. I feel better now. I used to play Hammurabi on the TRS-80. Good knowledge, David. Yeah. And and with that, I think I have to come to you and say, what, mm-hmm. do you, uh, what did you like in 2014? <laughs> he told you, playing Hammurabi on the TRS-80. <laughs> <laughs> Monty, you have died of dysentery. <laughs> That's not in Hammurabi. No, it's not at all. You've been eaten by a Gru. Oh, damn it. That's not it either. <laughs> Go ahead, David. Ah, well, I was going to say Peter Capaldi as Doctor Who. Ah. Um, because even even when an episode didn't quite work, I loved him, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And he he made it his own. I like that. And and he kind of, I, I would say he hit the ground running. So... That made me very happy this year. Uh, discovering the Expanse books, I, ah, I have yeah. I have continued on with those, and that's directly you guys' fault. Yay! Um, and and I'm excited about the the Sci-Fi Channel adaptation of it. I'm curious to see how totally they do stole it. that from me, Lore. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not a draft, Dan. It's okay. There's no sniping in a non-draft. It's not a draft. David just keeps stealing my stuff. First, he's like, now on all the podcasts, now he's picking my books. And this Boston Red Sox hat is really cool. David, talk about how how excited you are about Star Wars. Oh, man. <laughs> I could go for about 90 minutes on that. We're mm. <sighs> <Poor> Dan. <laughs> well, if he'd have been on more podcasts, he'd have been able to go first. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh, oh burn. Wow. I see how it is, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, polite and nice are two different things. That's something else I've learned about Canada. Touche. Yeah, you do the terrible thing, and then you just say, oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Dad. Oh, sorry. That's what's in the burgers. (laughs) Anything else, David? Uh, The complete series of WKRP on DVD with Ah. a remarkable amount of the music restored and all of the scenes that got cut in syndication. So these are uh-huh. these are versions that haven't been on the air since 1982 at the latest. So that's pretty amazing that 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 they managed to clear that they managed to clear any of the music let alone something like what 85 90% yeah, of the most music. of it. Yeah. It's it's insane. So so just being able to see all of that again. It's a shout factory, right? Yeah. I mean yeah. that that's yeah. sort of what they do. It's clear Music rights for DVDs, they're really good at it. Oh, God. That reminds me, I got to go buy a copy of that before somebody changes their mind. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) So, so yeah, there you go. Capaldi, The Expanse, WKRP, and Lichtenstein. All right. Lichtenstein is uh, is taken now. Off the board. Off the board. (laughs) Principality of Lichtenstein. John Syracuse, you may go and pick things you liked from this this, uh, year and or uh, countries. I was hoping one of you guys would say some of the things that I like so I could remember what the hell happened this year. So I've got a list. I'm not I can't guarantee these are the things that I like the most this year, but these are definitely the things that I can remember. Memorable moments from twenty fourteen. Yeah. 
the, the first one is obviously there because I just finished watching uh, this season. Uh, but I think it deserves a mention just because of so how, how terrible it was in the past <laughs> and how it turned and turned everything around. Agents ah. of Shield. Agents, Agents of, Shield. of Shield was was bad, super bad. Got okay, kind of interesting. And then in this season, I watched the show like completely unironically, completely yep. like <laughs> not. I'm not hate watching it. I'm just watching it because it's kind of a fun show, and I liked it. And it's not like. It's still pretty silly and light and fluffy, but I'm I, maybe it's like wearing me down. I'm just willing to go with it, but uh, <laughs> it was fun. I still kind of miss the X Files, you know, but whatever, it, it's fine. Um, Game of Thrones, I still like. I mentioned every single year. Every year they have a season. I don't know the story. I haven't read the books. I have no. I, I don't have any bitterness about them not following the books. It's just I like seeing people with swords fight with each other and have political intrigue and just terrible mm-hmm. things happen and. I like it. Yeah, uh, con- but- <laughs> Congress would be way better if they fought with swords. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just yeah. my kind of show. Like, And, and every year, you know, I have quibbles here and there, but I, like, if I had to think of, if you could make any show come in the air right now, which one would you pick? And it would always be just Game of Thrones. Um, and the final thing is, this is the year that excitement about Star Wars is back in my life. Ah. Something that I didn't yeah. think would happen. Not Like, I don't know, I just, it kind of like... I thought I'd given up on Star Wars, but it's kind of like, you know, we had the prequels and they were sad and, and we all talked about them and we kind of got over it and we all just moved on. And they're making more of them and I'm excited about it again. And it's something I didn't think would happen and remind me of this again in, in three years when I'm, <laughs> yeah. if I'm similarly crushed. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's been important to me this year. Hey, you've got roughly a year to ride that high. I know. And I'm trying so to forget the podcast. Yeah, I'm trying to forget the podcast we recorded last night, but I just remembered it. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll no. fade out quickly. Uh, Trauma happened. usually does. Never happened. Steve, what uh, what do you like this year? Nothing, Jason. All right, moving on. <laughs> Again, uh, there's a few things. Actually, 2013 was kind of butt, and 2014, yeah. therefore, was was uh, I was amped up about, it, and it turned out to be a pretty solid year personally. Um, which, as it turns out, means that I don't spend a lot of time watching movies or doing other things that I could possibly talk about on the podcast or even being on the podcast. So that's the downside to having a good year. Maybe mm-hmm. 2015 will suck a little more and then you'll be and hearing then we'll see you it. more. <laughs> that's right. Um, so just a couple of quick mentions. Um, the only game I played that was new this year was uh, the DLC for The Last of Us, Left Behind which I liked a lot. Uh, I didn't think it was quite the transcendent experience that a lot of people did, but I enjoyed it. I liked seeing uh, them doing something interesting and new with the uh, what's basically the Uncharted engine. Me too. I forgot that game came out this year. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, mostly I played old games. Um, I, I've realized that uh, I got in the habit when I was a kid of, of putting off playing or watching whatever I most wanted to play or watch. Cause you'd get, you know, it, Christmas would come once a year and your birthday would come a couple months later and, and you'd receive, you know, a handful of games and that was it for the year. You know, you couldn't just go out and buy one. So you, you, I would always take like the one game that I really wanted to play and I would like, put it up on the shelf and I would maybe play an hour of it tops and I would save it. You know, so I had I always had something to look forward to throughout the year, which worked great when I only had three movies or games or whatever to choose from. But when you have a huge pile of games or an infinite universe of historical cinema at your fingertips, basically, you just never get around to playing what you actually want to play. So I have this huge pile of games that I never played. And I've actually decided this year that 
I'm not going to buy a new game until I at least play everything in my Steam library for at least a couple of hours. And since, Every, Everything in your Steam library? That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's, I don't see that happening. I don't know. I, see you again in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the problem is the games that I like are all like 30 hours to finish, so I may never buy a new game again, which actually would be fine because I'll still be playing games that I like. But I started way back in time this year. I finally played A Link to the Past, which I enjoyed. Uh, I finally finished Super Mario 64. I did not get all the stars before you asked, John. So uh, I didn't that's really a hell, finish That's it. a hell of a backlog. <laughs> yeah, it's, it goes it goes back farther than that. Finally, finally working on Zork. Really beat that thing finally. <laughs> well, the game that I probably spent the most time on this year was Pool of Radiance, which is a few years. Oh my prior god, to that, that was the, you, mm-hmm. you never played that back in the day. That was the game I first game I wanted to buy for my like the first time we got a computer and my dad took me to the computer store and I bought it and got home and realized it was a PC game from and it wouldn't run on my Mac. Oh, that's, was like, so that's like your sad. baptism as a Mac user, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was so sad I had to go take it back. Yeah, I owned a copy years ago and somehow I just never got around to playing it. I think it was another one of those deals where I just, you know, oh this looks fun. I think the biggest problem was I could never get past the interface because the interface in that game is truly horrific. Steve, just tell me it wasn't worth it. That's all I want to hear. It actually is a really really good game i well, hate fact, i wish i played it at the time because it does so many things that uh that none of the none of its contemporaries were doing in rpgs it's got side quests it's got um non-random encounters that are actually interesting it um you don't have to do that thing that you always had to do in wizardry in the bard's tale where your party dies 17 times before you oh, finally yeah. luck into hitting just goblins for the first couple of encounters and you actually make it to level two. It actually has a nice little difficulty curve that ramps you up slowly. Really good game. It's it's worth picking up and uh, throwing in DOSBox and giving it a try, but you have to really wrestle with the interface to get into it, which is probably why I never played it back in the day. And right now in the middle, I'm in the middle of Ultima Six, which I also never finished. <laughs> I played Ultima One earlier this year, hmm. first I, time. Ultima One you can finish in about half a day, though. Yeah, it was Ultima great. Ultima Six is substantially longer, and then of course we talked about Ultima Seven last year, which I will probably take on after that. So, wow. Anyway, lots of old games, new things, as we say. Yes, new things. Grim in Fandango is getting uh, an HD remake, so that should be an exciting old game that that you've mentioned in the past that is going to come back. There's been a lot of good news on the LucasArts front this year, including the um, the release by good old games of X-Wing and TIE Fighter, right? Yes. But didn't those both come out this year? Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they did. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a good year for that sort of thing. Um, moving on to movies, I liked uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think everybody else did. Again, you know, not nope. uh, not a Star Wars-like <laughs> transformative experience. Nope, not everybody liked it. That's okay. It's but I draft. enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. And I also liked the box trolls a lot. Um, hmm. Not not enough to write down uh, thoughts on the subject, no. but it was good. Check. TV. Didn't watch much TV. Uh, in fact, the only TV I really watched was uh, stuff through Netflix or old DVDs. Uh, the one thing of note that I wanted to bring up was at the beginning of the year, I sat down to watch the first episode of Derek and uh, just to check it out. And I ended up staying up most of the night to watch the whole first series. Wow. Um, hmm. Because it's it's really, really good. I don't know if you guys, <laughs> any of you guys have watched it. Yeah, I've seen yeah. about half of it. Yeah, it's yet another mockumentary from Ricky Gervais. Uh, he plays a simple-minded caretaker at, a, at an old folks' home. Um, Carl Pilkington basically plays Carl Pilkington, which yes. is well, all you really need for Carl Pilkington. Good but call. he's the smart one in this relationship. He is, which is wonderful. <laughs> 
Yeah, Gervais says that Derek is not impaired in any way and is not autistic, but if he wanted people to pick that up, then he really ought to have played him as not an autistic retarded <laughs> person. <laughs> so anyway, like most Gervais vehicles, the show, it, it's got a lot of those sort of cringeworthy moments where people are being generally awful and you kind of want to look away. But unlike, say, The Office, they actually temper that with a lot of sweetness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I watched it. I, I laughed a lot. I cried a lot. Really enjoyed it. Uh, haven't watched the second series, which I guess came out this year yet, but I will get around to it once I have five or six hours to set aside. Yeah. I think my favorite bit is there's a, there's an episode where they take the residents of the nursing home on a field trip to the beach. And um, there's a, a segment where Derek's dirtbag friend, Kev, is mm. uh, he's writing horrible things on crabs <laughs> for no evident reason. He's he's brought a, a marker and he's he's chosen to spend his time at the beach writing things like tits and uh, muff on crabs. <laughs> <laughs> and Carl Pilkington comes up and asks, why are you writing on crabs? And he says, why are you not writing on crabs? <laughs> a, yeah. As always happens. So Eventually, happens. Derek finds one and asks, uh, what's ball? And, uh, and Kev picks up the one that says ball on the back and sets it down next to the one that says ox. <laughs> mm-hmm. Says they only make sense together. Anyway, love that scene. Thought it was one of the funniest things I watched all year. <laughs> Other than that, it's been mostly uh, reruns of Full House. Fair enough. Yeah. As, uh, the usual, in other words. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> Full House is a is better show than I remember. I'm not going to go no, into detail no, it on is it. it is not. It is, too. <laughs> my daughter is torturing me with this show. I didn't watch it when I was on, and I just cannot. It's just eating my brain. Have you Can't watched the, first, the early first season episodes before they discovered that, that <laughs> before they 10-year-olds were watching the classic, the show? The classic I, episodes. She watches them in random order, so Michelle <laughs> changes age from episode to episode. She's an infant. She's like going off to college. She's somewhere in between. It's ridiculous. Uh, no, that's it's how like, they really it's film like Rudy it. in my TV treatment yeah and there's like there's the 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 boy twins that come later i can't no 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 those those episodes at some point they realize that the 10 year old girls are are our audience and so from then on every every show was exclusively you know things about the girls having girl little girl issues i'm sure 10 year old girls do not get dave coulier's impressions well i forget what impression he did recently but i'm like come on nobody nobody is getting that it was he's usually writing popeye or uh like warner brothers cartoons these kids never saw yeah just i don't know but anyway i'm just the first few episodes of that series were were actually genuinely funny I have to say that. We've taken an unexpected digression into Full House. Yes. Yeah, wow. <laughs> right, in the, right in the wheelhouse of this podcast, the Full House discussion. <laughs> Time for another brief sponsor break. Let me tell you about Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. I just got my December Loot Crate the other day, and it's full of great stuff. I loved it. My kids loved it. We divvied up the proceeds, had a great time. Here's how it works. You spend less than $20 a month, and you get six to eight items in the Loot Crate. That includes uh, license gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind collectible items, and much more. Now, with the start of 2015, people at Loot Crate wanted the first crate of the new year to celebrate the geek and gaming icons of the past. So join them as they rewind and give you exclusive items from Star Wars and Voltron. And that's not all. They're also bringing some epic geek apparel, including an exclusive and licensed shirt so that you can kick off the new year in style. Get ready to decorate your desk as well, because there's going to be an awesome retro gaming inspired mashup figure in 
the crate. Now, if you want the January crate, you have until January 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. When that cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. The last crate goes off the assembly line, and then you will have to wait to whatever is in February's crate. Make sure to go to this address, lootcrate.com slash Snell. That's my last name. And enter code Snell to save 10% on any new subscription. Now, like I said, we just started uh, getting Loot Crate last month. Had a blast with it. There's so much fun stuff in there. The December Loot Crate had some great Marvel comic stuff in it. A bunch of other stuff. We had a we had a great time with it. Um, it really was like a friend who knows exactly what we like. Surprises us every month with a bunch of awesome presents in a little box. That is Loot Crate. So you should definitely check it out. Guaranteed at least $40 in value in every crate. Sometimes a lot more. So it's a good deal. And you never know what you're going to get. Previous crates have had stuff from Star Wars, Marvel, Walking Dead, Legend of Zelda, you name it. It's popped up in Loot Crate and you never know what's going to be next. Rewind for Star Wars and Voltron and a bunch of retro items in January. You've got to order now. LootCrate.com slash Snell. Join me. It's a lot of fun. Enter code Snell to save 10% on any new subscription. Thank you so much to Loot Crate for fun stuff in a box and for sponsoring The Incomparable. Dan, help me out here. What do you have? Uh, well, if uh, Steve was commenting that I guess 2014 was a better year for him, then I guess that I had plenty of stuff going on this year. <laughs> uh, um, I was going to say, so I think uh, both David mentioned The Expanse, which I think was the best uh, book series I read this year. Yes, I put it ahead of Ancillary Justice for me, yeah. just mm-hmm. for me. Um, but I, I loved it. It was the one of the best sci-fi series I've read in years. Um, so that was great. It was great to discover that. And I demolished all four of those books and am eagerly awaiting both the TV series and future books. Um, uh, I was also going to, and, and John mentioned Star Wars, obviously, which would be, is kind of exciting to, you know, be poised in a moment where there's a new Star Wars movie coming out. It looks like it might not suck. Fingers crossed. Knocking on wood. All those things. Um, you guys are setting yourself up so oh, bad. I know, <laughs> but I, I've already been down that road. I'm, I'm, I know, and you really learned nothing. Cautious, <laughs> we're ready to love Cautiously again. optimistic. <laughs> we just rehashed that trauma over the last couple of years, and you guys over have the last nothing. couple of days. <laughs> That's what Jason's um, been dragging, us, opening old wounds and picking at scabs. <laughs> yep. So He's trying to prepare uh, my you. job. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not putting everything. I'm not, not everything is riding on that. Is what I'm saying. Um, but I'm going to cast kind of a broad net here and say. It was a really good year for uh, screen adaptations of superheroes. Um, Captain America and the mm. Winter Soldier was, I thought, one of the best movies this year. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy as well. And I think there have been some tremendously excellent uh, superhero adaptations on the small screen. Uh, John already mentioned Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I agree has progressed mm-hmm. hugely over its first season. It's actually a show that I look forward to watching every week now. <laughs> um, and it, it actually feels like the kind of the Joss whedon you know, the whedon take on uh, superhero genres that we kind of wanted when it started. Yeah. Uh, so it's finally kind of living up to the potential it's had all along, I feel like. Um, and then I will also add both uh, The Flash and Arrow. Um, the Flash has been a delightful surprise this year. It has become, quickly become one of my favorite shows. Um, and it makes a really interesting counterpart to Arrow, which I've really been enjoying for the last several years. Um, and they, you know, both play around with that by having, they had some crossovers late in the year that were a lot of fun. Um, and they just have both been g- genuinely entertaining, um, have provided some great, uh, moments for superheroes on the small screen and, and managed to revitalize that, I think in a way that, um, Marvel has done a great job of that on the big screen. 
and I've really enjoyed most of the outings there. But I feel like the small screen, you know, Agents of Shield especially was kind of lackluster. Um, and I feel like DC has done a nice job of starting to create its own little microcosm universe there. So I've hugely enjoyed those. Um, there have been some lesser also rands in there as well. We won't go into those. <laughs> and let's see. So that's uh, books and movies and TV shows. Um, I would also, oh, I would add on the TV show front as well, a little separate, but uh, there are a bunch of shows that I watch are ending this year. Um, so I want to give a shout out to one of them, which we have not yet covered in a podcast and I know has been much requested, and that's Legend of Korra. Um, and this show has been excellent all throughout its four season run we're in the fourth season as we record this the fourth season is basically there's two episodes left that are airing back to back um and it's been an amazing run for this fourth season i've really enjoyed it it hasn't been without its flaws here and there but it's been so the rarely have i found a show that is that emotional and manages to do it without being sappy um but it really i there's times where i watch that and i, I generally i feel myself getting a little verklempt um, and it does a great job of building on uh, Avatar The Last Airbender um, and really making a complex and interesting show with a bunch of really great characters. Fantastic writing. It's really funny. Um, and I will be sad to see it go and hope that the guys behind it will find something else to do after that's over. Um, and um, on the game front, I've been playing a crap ton of Destiny, which I will say is maybe not a great game <laughs> but let me tell you boy does it scratch that itch for collecting things <laughs> i finally understand the mmo appeal i think all these years in i never really played world of warcraft or anything but they sort of married the halo shooter engine to a mmo like upgrade your guy we, we start my friends and i have started calling it space dress up with a <laughs> punching with a punching guys mini game <laughs> um, because those are the most entertaining parts of the game it's like oh just up my little character he's got a new cape um and also the part where you get to punch people in the face which is amazing <laughs> don't you find it frustrating though that you can't like you can't play dress up you sometimes you have to take a piece you just posted a link to an article about it you have to yeah, take a piece of yeah. equipment because its stats are better be like but i love my previous yeah, armor it is, incredibly, <laughs> it is incredibly change my annoying. whole look trade-offs man it's trade-offs <laughs> Um, but it is, uh, it's terribly written. I will say that as, as from a writer's perspective, it is yeah. really badly written. The story is terrible, <laughs> the but it's got, is not I great. believe the script writer was from the moon. That's yes. probably the <laughs> came from the moon. But the, it is a beautiful game. And, uh, the one thing Bungie is amazing at is the sort of mechanics. It, it is an incredibly satisfying game, just kinetically and physically to play. Um, and so I enjoy that part of it. And let me tell you, it's a, in a year that has brought me a decent amount of stress. It is a great stress reliever. Ah, nice. <laughs> so I will give a thumbs up for that. Uh, and with that, I think that concludes my, uh, my sort of top of the year list. Well done. Monty. Yes, Jason. What what do you what did you like? Did you like anything this year, or was this a, just a crappy year for you? I did like some things. <gasps> oh, this year. tell me about them. Well, there's this show called The Flash that I liked uh -huh. very much. Has somebody mentioned it already? It doesn't matter. It's not a draft. Okay. Well, I I've, I've been watching Arrow the whole time, and Arrow's fun. I think it's a really good show. But Arrow's grim. Both the show is grim, mm. and the main character is very dour. Dour. He's forehead is always scrunched up and it's really fun that they not only made a light show to go with it but actually in the crossover episodes let the characters confront that in interesting ways i really enjoyed the people on arrow 
being shocked that the people on Flash have given their villains ridiculous names like Captain Cold. I like the comeback on that, by the way. Oh, yeah. You oh, just yeah. don't have coffee with Deathstroke and the Huntress? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fact that the Flash writers thought about it and said, are we going to have the Rainbow Raider? Yes. Is his secret identity really going to be named Roy G. Bivolo? <laughs> yeah, yes. we're doing yep. it. Yep. Yep. The the fact that they're not ashamed to actually mm-hmm. have a comic book character on television really makes me happy about that show. Yeah. Another yep. show I really enjoyed this year that I did not like at first was BoJack Horseman, mm. which is the story of a real jerk of a guy with the head of a horse and it looks like a horrible cartoon that's just going for crudeness. But if you watch the whole season by the end, it's actually a really interesting layered look at depression. There's a scene right towards the end of the series where the main character, Bojack Horseman is standing in a spotlight, begging another character to tell him he's a good person. He just says over and over, please tell me I'm good. I need you to tell me I'm good. Please tell me I'm good. And then the episode ends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it is bleak (laughs) and much better than I thought it was when I started watching it. Um, I'm really enjoying playing dark, uh, all right. Dragon age inquisition right now. Hmm. It's possible that by the time this episode airs, I will have finished it. Probably not, though, because I'm determined to do every single thing in this game before progressing (laughs) the story at all. So I'm about 45 hours in right now. Wow. And looking at spoilers online, I think I've progressed the story about 40%. But I'm enjoying it a lot. I like Bioware games in general. I played the first Mass Effect for the first time this year, and I thought that was a lot of fun. That's a good game. That is a good game. I liked it. It was a little annoying that there were so many loading scenes standing <laughs> no, around in elevators. That's what your elevator's for. But I don't need the loading scene anymore. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about Destiny and watching your ship fly over planets. <laughs> that, that's endlessly. way better than an elevator. I love it. Like, no, it's just no, it's chill not. out. It's see not. See some space flight. See the ship kind of wobbling after, sometimes. After the about camera the, shakes. After about the 30th time, you're, you're done with that. <laughs> well, you, you got to install onto the hard drive, really. The book I was happiest about this year is a thing called The Maze of Games, which is came out of a Kickstarter run by a guy named Mike Selinker, who does puzzles. He's currently running the Cards Against Humanity Ridiculous Holiday multi-layered puzzle. This book takes the form of a novel made up of puzzles with all the puzzles themed to cards. So there are 52 individual puzzles But to figure out what order to solve them, you have to solve these mazes. And then when you're done, there's another puzzle where you, I think you have to use the answers from all 52 previous puzzles in a particular order. And that will tell you what meta puzzle you are trying to solve in order to get the final answer. Sounds like Riscopoly the book. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. (laughs) I have not solved it yet. I don't think anyone has. And then after... (laughs) At the end of it, there's a thing called the Conundracopia, which has like 60 extra puzzles by people like Ken Jennings. Oh, my goodness. It's a really neat book. It's beautiful, and there's nothing like it. So I'm really happy about it. And 
Since this episode airs, I believe, at the end of the year... The very beginning of 2015. All right. Then I am going to be very optimistic and say I really enjoyed The Hobbit 3. (laughs) (laughs) Here, here. So we've got three delusional people on the podcast. (laughs) That's that's right. The Hobbit 3 totally changed my mind about what a waste of time nine hours of The Hobbit is. That that was a... That's roughly about average, Steve, for the number of delusional people on an episode. So <laughs> it's good to be in company for a change. Yeah. Um, is that it, Monty? I, I think so. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, because I am the host and I go last, everything that I was going to talk about has essentially been taken. So I'll just amplify um, movie wise. Um, a lot of people enjoyed uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and I did too. I think the best superhero movie of the year was Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier, or Captain America, The Winter Soldier. No colon, no two, just Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Wait, I there's think, no colon between Captain America and The Winter Soldier? No, it's just on a different line. So I guess the maybe the colon is implied. I don't know. Um, I watched it again the other day, and <laughs> I really like it. I, I think that's a very, I think it's a really good movie. Um, I, I like the themes of it. It's actually trying to say something, and it's also extremely, uh, extremely uh, fun to watch. Um, although my 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 wife pointed out the whole time, she's like, "Wait a second, that guy's the Winter Soldier." I thought they were just saying the Captain America was the Winter Soldier. I'm like, no, didn't I bring that, that up in, in a past episode? Yeah, yeah, I that, totally. I yeah. totally hope that was the case. Yeah, yeah. they're both I, the Winter Soldier, though. I think that's the joke. Sure. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that was a movie I liked. <laughs> Books, uh, The Expanse. Again, I read the first book a couple years ago for the our Hugo episode, but I read the rest of them this year, and I really loved them. Looking forward to the TV series. And I think the book that I liked, that I read this year that I liked the most was The Golem and the Genie, which we talked about in a previous episode. Mm. Um, I'm still waiting for the sequel where they form a detective agency and fight crime. <laughs> And on TV, The Flash, I think, was, was a real standout. There was I, I retweeted the other day from uh, Spider-Man writer Dan Slott, uh, a tweet that said basically, "Hey, hey, people who like uh, the the funny book superheroes, you should watch The Flash. This is the show we've been waiting for. This is an actual like unrepentant superhero show. It's it's not apologizing for being a superhero show. It embraces it, and yet it isn't campy and over the top and crazy. Uh, and it's just a lot of fun. And I agree. It's a it's it's a it's a a real find. They did a good job. They are walking a very fine line in terms of tone, and they're doing a really good job of it." Um, series eight of Doctor Who as well. I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the latest season of, of Game of Thrones. And then uh, something that hasn't been mentioned yet that I'll mention. I think the funniest comedy on TV right now is Brooklyn Nine Nine. I love it. Oh yeah, good yep. call. So I'm throwing yep. it out there. Brooklyn Nine Nine. I was enjoying that earlier tonight, and uh, mm-hmm. it is enjoyable. Time for a brief break to tell you about our sponsor. It's Squarespace. You've heard about them before, but let me take you back in time a little bit. It used to be really hard to build a beautiful website for yourself, for your business. You had to set it up manually. There were a lot of technical things. Technical in setting up the server. Technical in setting up the domain name. Technical in the web authoring environment. Just so much stuff. Um, And then you make one mistake and it's all messed up. But the good thing is Squarespace makes this easy easy. If you're new to Squarespace, you need to check it out. And if you've been hearing about Squarespace on podcasts like this for a while, now there's another reason to check it out. It is the new Squarespace 7. A whole bunch of amazing features in Squarespace 7. I want to talk about a couple of them right now. One of them is the new user interface. It is a beautiful user interface. It's easier than ever. You, you know What you see is what you get. You can build sites in a snap and you have access to these 15 new design templates uh, in which to do it. And they're beautiful templates. So uh, you don't need to be a 
designer, you can use the design skills of the people who've built these templates for Squarespace. I also want to mention the partnership Squarespace has with Getty Images. It used to be really hard to get access to good photos. You can't just take a photo that you find on the internet and use it because photos are copyrighted by their photographers. And you can maybe go to Flickr and do some image searches there and hopefully people haven't pulled the Creative Commons licensing off of them, which is something that's happened recently. Uh, But forget all that. For $10 per image, you have access to the incredibly high-quality Getty Images library, more than 40 million high-quality photos, searchable and usable for you, and they've got a special deal with Squarespace, $10 per image, so you can use amazing imagery on your site without hiring a photographer or trolling the web and risking copyright infringement. You can read much more about all the new Squarespace 7's features at squarespace.com slash 7, S-E-V-E-N. Isn't that nice? Squarespace, beautiful design, simple and powerful, 24-7 support. So if you do run into a problem, there is somebody there on live chat or email any time of the day or night. And all of this costs only $8 a month. So you're not going to go broke with this service. You're going to get everything from Squarespace for $8 a month. And they'll throw in a free domain name if you buy a year up front. All of Squarespace's templates are responsive. They look great on mobile and they look great on big computer screens. And every Squarespace website comes with a free online store. E-commerce is included with this. No extra charges for that. It's part of the $8 a month. You can build e-commerce into your site. So start a trial no credit card required, and build that website on Squarespace today. And if you do decide to sign up for Squarespace, use this offer code, SNELL. That's my last name, if you missed it. SNELL. And you'll get 10% off your first purchase. And that will show them that we sent you. So use promo code SNELL at checkout. Thank you so much to Squarespace. Squarespace, start here. Go anywhere. Uh, And that's it. So goodbye, everybody. No, uh, let's talk about ourselves now. How about that? Yay! <laughs> Screw that. Would you guys like to? Would you like guys like to share your own thoughts about about the incomparable first, or would you like to hear what some of our listeners have to say? I want to hear what the listeners have to say, so I can remember what happened this year. Oh, oh good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what Dan said. Good point. Yeah. Good point. All right. I have one favorite moment this year, but I'm confident it will be mentioned. By you think listeners. so? All right. I, I, so I'll save some it goes of my in the favorite golden envelope, moments, Monty. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what some of our listeners. So, uh, our listener Clinton Phillips, uh, who's in some ways our biggest fan, I think perhaps, uh, said his favorite episodes of the year: the console game draft and the computer game draft. He he puts in a vote for a Mac game draft in the future. John Syracuse, what? A very short episode. They're Mac games. Uh, you guys, we have some. You guys tell me you didn't play Mac games. There's got to be enough for an yeah, episode. Yeah, I play a ton of Mac. Games. There's probably. Yeah, I played it ton of tetris yeah tetris that's don't steal my pick monty Uh, i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i used a mac game on the computer draft game so sure there you go i I eventually recognized crystal quest as something i had played but john if you had simply said that's the game with the orgasm when Mm -hmm. you complete the level i would have known exactly (laughs) what you're talking about i really need to know which buttons to push to get you to recall things right yeah yeah uh clinton also liked all the old movie club episode episodes especially episode 19 va 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 voom that's a good one. Oh yeah the tv <laughs> reboot pitch episode he says the web topics episode and then he has some favorite moments uh he says he he enjoyed the speed at which the saturday night live draft went off the rails <laughs> uh which yes that was a rapid train crash that was that that happened fast zero to bullcrap in two minutes yeah it was gone i i think i may have not said welcome yet and it was gone it was ruined <laughs> um he said he really liked steve riffing what? on no, this can't be right on the younglings in episode two let me see if i can play a clip of what clinton is talking about cross your fingers 
And youngling is a redundant word. Space children. Like, young means one thing, and the suffix ling just means a young version of that. <laughs> young, young, Not young. doing anything. <laughs> What's up, young youngs? But it's space. Space children, come on. Word up, my young youngs. Young youngs. A favorite. <laughs> that was a rather short thoughts. riff, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it and, was. You know, the trouble with this is I can't tell when the clip ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, could you yeah, could you please put some of those dingle sound effects? It's really <laughs> disconcerting. I'm like, wait, are we back? Will I be talking over the clip? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I, I could I could find the little clip. There you go. I didn't think I had a riff okay. either, but apparently two Perfect. two comments yeah. is that's a, it was like a riff. Young Youngs. What up my young youngs? That was a what big up, fan. My young youngs. Hey, short <laughs> well, sure. short um, kids love he, that. He enjoyed uh he enjoyed Serenity struggling to form coherent sentences when we were talking about Anakin's <laughs> advances toward Padme in the episode two episode. Um and he also enjoyed a moment from our robot draft. Let me see if I can find that one here. Here it is. I feel emboldened by my ability to get Shodan past the censures. Uh-oh. So, uh... Well, then this next one is definitely not a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I would like... To, oh, are you sure? Because what I would like to pick is the robot, the dance move from the mid-1980s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a robot. Our shared culture would be infinitely poorer without the spectacle of white men trying to break dance. You got it. That's it's eligible true. for choice. Really? You're giving Absolutely. me the robot? Yes. You get the robot. I'm giving you the robot right now, but you can't see it. Whoa. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm keeping the robot, and I'm going. I'm going back to my corner. That does it. My next pick is going to be the song, Mister Roboto. There. <laughs> <laughs> that should have happened. Yeah. Oh. I was gonna pick Mister Roboto, but. You picking the robot let me make it a joke about it instead and yeah, do a real pick. That's good drafting. That's good draft strategy. You make it's them a joke strategy. about it. It's Nobody not actually a Tobor. pick. Nobody picked Tobor. Nobody picked Tobor. Do you know that's Tobor. robot backwards? <laughs> Tobor is still... <laughs> By a shopper. Tobor is still on the board. Uh, listener Mark Siegel wrote in and said, here are some of my favorite moments and episodes. I also love it when people send in time codes. They know. Uh, last year I mentioned time codes. I will. I will get clips if you give me the time codes and people listen. Damn it, they listened. Um, so uh, one of Mark's favorites. That's why we call them listeners. Yes, we love them. We love them. Uh, one, one of Mark's favorites was my introduction to the um, the video game draft peak crate, and it went so- a little something like this. Welcome back to the Incomparable Podcast, the podcast that likes to draft things because I am obsessed with drafting things. All the things will be drafted eventually, culminating in our draft draft where we draft the biggest, the best drafts that we've ever done. But until then, we will do this draft. Drafts of drafts. It's going to happen. You sound, Jason, you sound so much younger. Than I know. Clip. Back then. <laughs> it was an innocent time, Dan. It was an innocent time. to get you really excited and, and feeling yeah. youthful. The podcasting, they say it's like the presidency. It really ages you. It does. Let me tell well, you. That was that was before we knew about the butter zone and the shame hole. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what <laughs> everything was better than. Is that what Jason calls his home office? It now? was really an internet. It was an it was an innocent time. Uh, Mark also really liked uh, bo- the bonus track from episode two twenty one, um, which featured this exchange. Apply liberal amounts of hand wavium to your head cannon directly to your head cannon. I'm not a cyberman. I don't have a head cannon. <laughs> Neither do most Cybermen these days. There you go. Some head team effort, that one. That was going- good. High five, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo-hoo. 
Um, Mark loved whenever we discussed video games. Uh, he liked the the bonus track "Waiting for Serenity," where we waited for about ten minutes for Serenity and she couldn't come, and then we just gave up. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, I think our fans listen too much sometimes. I think they need, I think they need to get, go go, home go a outside, bit. take a walk. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, listening while they go outside and take a walk. That's the problem. He's got a bunch of other episodes that he that he listened here. So thank you for for writing in, Drew. Listener Drew said it was an outstanding year. I loved Star Wars Episode Two colon Old Movie Club and more favorite episodes uh, with time code are below. Oh yeah, and looking forward <laughs> to the return of Kachka Khan and Regdar, the totally normal guy in 2015. So it's a total party kill fan. Nice. Is that legal in this clip show? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh. No clips from Total Party Kill will be played. Episode 183 was his favorite, How I Sold Your Mother, of course, Star Wars Episode 2. Um, and uh, let, let's see. I think I've got some some really good good clips from this, too. And it's not just uh, what up, my young youngs. Let me see if I can find these here. Um, uh, let's see. No, that's just the thing. I don't. I, it's, <laughs> you should just start talking. I've got like a, pa- I've got like a Pavlovian reaction to that now. Yeah, I know, you're yeah. nasty tease. Like you've, you've just jumped to a different plane of existence. Oh suddenly. my God, Steve. <laughs> so, let's try this. This is a disturbing one from episode two. Okay, I want to I want to paint a little word picture for you guys because I I, I want to take you back to when I met my wife and the thing that made her fall in love with me is I said to her, you know, I don't like <laughs> sand. Uh, here everything's soft <laughs> and smooth unlike me what a line what a li- that is like one of the greatest lines ever you have to couple it with a caress jason that's the key well i did i did at the time and the amazing thing is it totally works that is just yes. the greatest line in the history of romance i, mean, I don't you like to see all all the women in the audience here swooning oh, by that I point aren't like they saying oh when he would say that's soft like you and that like i expected her to shrink from his touch and or to run <laughs> screaming away but no she's like this is such a turn on <laughs> yeah this is such a turn on i think is listener drew's favorite line from john syracuse of this year That's um, his my favorite line in that clip is couple it with a caress <laughs> yes. you're welcome steve well mm, dan here's some more good uh good uh stuff about anakin skywalker yeah no no I, hayden has exactly two facial expressions he's got sexual predator and he's got severely constipated and he alternates between them just completely at random. It's like he's throwing a die inside his head. Oh, it's, it's smirk time. It's probably good that he doesn't try both at the same time. Smirk time. Oh. <laughs> Lucas cut those parts out. That was, that was the only editing he did. He, he was saving it for the third one. Yeah, sure. Uh, here is here's another because uh, again I got time code so I can play all these clips. Here's another uh, cla- I, I'd say classic John Syracuse moment from the episode two episode. Uh, I think did we skip over the douche commercial because my wife really wanted this. <laughs> Please be more specific. <laughs> that's a, that's a... <laughs> now that is the definition of a clip. Yeah. <laughs> That is, but well, you know, it's there's the 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 waterfall and the whole. It's not a good scene. <laughs> it's pastoral. It is not a good scene. I felt not so fresh after watching that movie. I could have used a douche commercial. I I got more clips. Here's here's another good one about uh, trying to understand uh, episode two. And then what does he do for his encore? He rides a pig cow and falls off of it. In my notes, that's referenced as the capering. Oh God, the capering. <laughs> 
Yeah, and uh, and uh, <laughs> there's more. Oh, there's more time code. Here's a Wait, good there's one. More? There, here's another one. But wait, the asteroid scene is another of those things that makes me think this movie is just composed of things from previous movies. But Lucas has no idea what people liked and didn't like. Right. So they'll say, here's an exciting scene with a bar, a bunch of aliens. You guys like that? Oh, here's Baru. You guys <laughs> like Baru, right? <laughs> you said you liked Boba Fett. This character is called Boba Fett. You like this character. Come on, guys. Yep. That guy makes some good points. <laughs> <laughs> Wise words. Uh, and, you know, nothing makes this uh, podcast more successful than the impressions we do. Oh, yeah. We're good at those. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, this is living proof. We should talk. Speaking of rehashing things from previous movies, we go to back to Tatooine and we get to see Mos Eisley Spaceport. We get to see Watto again. Hey, hey, everybody. It's Annie. Are you back? Annie? Hey, it's my old slave. <laughs> it's a you liked Watto, right? It's you. He's oh, back. And it's Padme. Sure. She still looks like a harem girl, even though she's trying to look inconspicuous. That seems kind of stupid. <laughs> I used to own you, remember? Ah, it's good, good times. times, yeah. Remember the way we used to whip you? That was an awesome time. <laughs> I sold your mother. That's not a problem, is it? Okay. No. Go kill someone else. I'll give you her number. You can call her. Oh, this is a sitcom opportunity. How I Sold Your Mother. Like <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's oh, how you my finest moment. That's how you get a title, oh, yeah. man. The, the kids always demand, you know, it's like, do, do, do Watto, do Watto. And, and I have, but I can't do Watto. I have to do Steve's Watto, which is always, you know, <laughs> Hey, that's what I'm doing the eBay. He's Watto got a little bit of a lisp there at the end. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know what happened mm. there. I'm yeah. not entirely sure. <laughs> Why do your children demand Watto, David? That sounds... I, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no. Are you sure not asking for water? That could be. Someone gets social services for the dollars and stat. I think they're singing. They're so I, I, thirsty. It's they, okay, <laughs> Do Watto, diddy do, diddy do. They have listened to the incomparable episodes more than they've seen the prequels, which is as, as it should be. As it should be. Um, we we talked a lot about how one of the crushing uh, problems with episode two and the prequels in general is the bureaucracy and how it's not exciting. Instead, it's very bureaucratic. And this is a, a short clip that uh, that uh, emphasizes that point that was listed as one of uh, one of li- listener Drew's uh, favorites. Here it is. So, so Palpatine takes over. And my note there is this would be more exciting if it weren't so bureaucratic. It's literally like I am now the supreme leader of this republic. Um, what forms do I need to fill out now? It's like scattered applause from the various assembled senators. Hey, forms, taxation. He's, he's, he's appointing the sanitation commissioner for people who donated a lot to his campaign. The dog catcher will be replaced. I like the idea of the emperor as a small town mayor. <laughs> he's got to just, gre- <laughs> you know, he's got to grease all the all the the palms of the guys. Galactic got cronyism. Yep. Yeah. Exactly right. I'm getting the impression from all these clips that episode two was kind of terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Well, we have a lengthy episode, Steve, which, you, which you can, can check tune it out. in. But seven's gonna be awesome, right, guys? <laughs> sure. You cannot dull me. It's the beginning of the year. It's time for optimism. It's a different screenwriter, director, and actors. I think that's a good start. So, uh, listener Jeff, Jeff Youngstrom says, uh, my favorite incompetent... What's up, my Youngstrom? (laughs) Young Young. We call him Young Young. It's like Young Youngs. Exactly right. Um, Strum Strum? He said his favorite incomparable moment was actually in the Kiki's Delivery Service episode. 
And uh, it involved John Syracuse, a startling Merlin man with his own podcast references that Merlin doesn't even remember. And I think I have two clips to illustrate this point. She walks back to her, her house along that same road that Merlin had to walk along to to get uh, McDonald's, right? That's a deep, deep, deep catalog. You cut out, cut out all these Merlin deep references. I've got them here so rarely. I have to go for all of them. Well, you couldn't ride a bike because people would throw trash at you. It was Florida. No, I was talking about the one where you stayed. You were you were, had to get oh, a meal for in your family, and there was there was no shoulder. Remember, oh, she walks back God. from the beach along that winding mountain road, and she's walking, and there's no shoulder, and there's no anything like that. Watch it; you'll get it, Marlon. It, it makes sense. Trust me. It, within the canon of your life, it makes sense. Yes, it does. It was this someone, hopefully. It, it's good that you're around to tell Merlin what parts of his life are canon. That's... <laughs> Any, anything he said on a podcast gets written down in the book, and then, and then we, can, uh, we can go back. And lo, Merlin, Merlin did walk along a road with no shoulder, and verily did he find the McDonald's and bring Just it back sure to that his John, family. When you saw one set of footprints, John, I was carrying you. Sand people walk single file to hide the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure that John, uh, if he, I don't know if he's recording an MP3, make sure he zips it up before he sends it, because sometimes John doesn't always re- compress his files. You just furniture. Make sure he zips it up before he sends it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's after me, Lucky Charms. How's he supposed to send it if he zipped it up? Well, you got to zip it, it up. It, you got to compress it. It's a it. Merlin cannon joke. Only Merlin and I can do those, and sometimes Merlin doesn't remember them, so really only me. Some uh, of these are just I'm not hearing anything about Merlin's cannon. I'm hearing it about yours. <laughs> well, when you got a cannon like me, you don't have to brag about it. Um, yeah. What does that mean? It's kind of like that. You don't need all once. This is stupid. <laughs> after, 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 literally after dark. That was in the after dark. I uh, enjoy that there's wow. both desk pounding and a bell. And a bell. Yeah. <laughs> Several was bells. It? At least we finally yeah. roped in Merlin to that in the end. Like, at the beginning, it was just me. And then yeah. finally, Merlin remembered his own life enough to appreciate it. And the rest of you were like, what are we talking about? No idea. Well, it made sense to the Merlin headcanon. So, you know, that's a whole separate thing. I, I like, I like uh, how John says, you can cut this part out. And instead, I played it in the best of the year episode. But I don't really know what's going on there. That's for, and named for, the episode Man Cannon, as Man I recall. Cannon. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. canon like that, you don't eat all at once. As don't eat all at said. once. Yep. <laughs> Oh, my. Oh, speaking of which. Oh, my. Uh, that's coming oh, up. Oh, no. That, that, that is coming up, but not from listener Jeff. Oh, yeah. He didn't say that. He said, anyway, <laughs> listener Jeff says, you can tell that John knows he has to say all of this because it's the perfect joke for the moment, but he's simultaneously horrified that these words are coming out of his mouth. Um, uh, jo- Joe Steele sent me a nice list. Uh, he didn't... Uh, concern himself with episode titles so um this is joe Steele's list 209 215 217 183 182 200 211 202 and 176 thanks joe Hike. good Hike. list joe <laughs> and we will play all those episodes in their entire right now <laughs> exactly um this is a, a fake name listener frank wrote in uh, saying he enjoyed this moment where we discussed what truly is the most incendiary thing you could talk about on The Incomparable. I, I have a question. Yes. Are we going to all be friends after this episode? We because are. Because I was... You, you enter no, friends, you leave friends, get, and right, whatever right. happens in here is just all part of the podcast, and it's uh, it's all neutralized. It's like we rub decontamination gel on our bodies oh. afterwards. <laughs> I have to tell you, I will talk about some controversial stuff, but I was looking over these questions, and it's stuff even I wouldn't touch on Twitter. So like, <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. Well, we're going to just we're gonna dip our toe in it, and the beauty of it all is right. we will all just have a good time 
time here. The pe- what's going to happen though is people's um, iPhones are going to like explode when they hear what we're saying and be like, "No, I can't! Oh no!" And that's good. That's what makes for good podcasting. That's yeah. Star Trek Debate Club. Nothing will make the internet explode more. But uh, Frank really liked the moment where where uh, Brianna Wu was like, "Are we going to be friends after this?" It's like maybe not. We'll see. Then it, I then I assured her we would, and then she said she hated the original Star Trek. So I was kind of boxed in. There was nothing I could do. <laughs> um, so that was good. Thank thank you, Frank. Um, listener Aileen, who uh, is a very nice person who I actually met in person, and uh, I did not tell her to send this in, and yet she enjoyed this clip where I do an impression. Sorry, Erica. <laughs> I, I want to say, come with me if you want to live, but it's actually, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to live? I, you should come with me, man, if you like to live. I mean, if you want to die right here in this, in this whatever this place is, it's really strange with the lights. I, and the I had music. no idea Woody Allen was in this film. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart. Oh, Zuzu's pedals. <laughs> Lots of people like Michael Bean. I, I'm not one of them, but a lot of people like Michael Bean in The Terminator. <laughs> That's fine. He's got a certain something, man. It's a je ne sais quoi. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you saying he's some sort of has-been? No. Oh, no. I'm I'll see myself out. Bye, cool. Dan. <laughs> no, no, we'll see you out. So this was Dan Morin's final Maybe, appearance that's, on that's, the yes, That's right. Maybe fall out of the top ten next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm coming, I'm coming back, and I'm bringing more puns with me. Okay. So uh, oh, listener Frank man. wrote in, Frank Kruger, and he said, Oh, my, it's hard to choose. Why would he say that? That kid has got claws. <laughs> you are a sad, strange little man. Man, that was going to be mine. Oh. <laughs> and you have my pity. Oh, my. Oh, Fair my. <laughs> this is the show, right? A puppy? Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Wink. Can, can anyone explain how the George Takei, Takei sorry, impression yeah. came to be at, this, no. at the beginning of this Toy Story podcast? No. Is lo- no, already no. lost it just, the mystery. It just time. happens. <laughs> yep. It's really hard to restrain myself from joining in. To that I was just clip. wondering the same thing. My past self and yeah. I agree. <laughs> it, 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 I, it turns out I think it's my fault. I think somebody said something that yes. I misinterpreted, and it's all my yes. fault. I take yes. all, all the all the fault of us spending twenty minutes doing terrible George Takai impressions. Takai impressions. <laughs> See, the, now the you got outbreak, me saying the Takai. outbreak monkey of. Uh... I am Bad the outbreak monkey of many things, including. I, I remember that George because Takei. it was delightful that you're the one who sent that one off the rails. Yeah, no one else. Oh, yeah. I remember he does that, that sometimes. That almost that almost yeah. never happens. It, it, he but, pleads innocent later, but he does uh-huh. that. Yeah, yeah, that was totally my fault. I didn't he admit kicks it. it off. I didn't admit <laughs> it at we that run moment, it. but it was totally my fault. I know. In that episode we recorded last night, he would not shut up about the Star Wars holidays. I know. <laughs> talked about it for an we hour. We should really have gone, moved on, and talked about uh, '70s commercials Anything like we were supposed else. to. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Did we talk about Itchy's jaw? By the way, <laughs> I think we might have, Steve. <laughs> I'm not sure if we broached that. That's going to be the name of your Star Wars uh, tribute band. Itchy's jaw. Itchy's jaw. <laughs> So, that was my favorite moment of, of the year, actually. It's a band name that only three people will understand, but it's the right people. It's the right, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> They're terrible people. Anyway, listener Frank, that, he just said, oh my, it's hard to choose. But what he finally cho- chose was the infinitely long debate we had about whether a certain cat can talk. 
It all depends on why you think she could hear the cat in the beginning of the movie. If you think she could hear the cat because it was part of her witch's powers, then you feel like she, when she gets her powers back and gets her comments about, she'd hear the cat. But if you if you think that she hears the cat when she's younger because it's just a way that young, it's sort of like the Todoro, like a way young people comfort themselves with something imaginary, and suddenly she finds herself growing up to the point where she's like, you know what, I don't believe in Santa anymore, and all of a sudden the cat is just a meowing thing, then you don't want her to hear the cat at the end because that would be a regression, right. and that's where I think where Merlin's coming from. I thought I thought the the. <laughs> I can't believe I'm pro. Thank God, thank God for four years of college. I I, uh, I I felt like it was in like an imaginary friend that, but was an imaginary friend that was we- real, kind of, and then and then went away. That's called a friend, point. Merlin. A friend. Which one am I? An imaginary <laughs> friend that is real is a friend. <laughs> oh, that's. I think that's that's a, that's oh, a contra- contradiction I yes, in terms. Our topic yes, tonight on <laughs> debate club is is the cat. <laughs> the real does the cat really talk or not? With that's the whole nice. movie though, basically being her growing up, it, to me it felt like. She gets her flying back. That's good. There are some things, you know, that you can maybe revisit as you get older. And there are some things that will never be the same again. And that guy's right. was one of those things that, you know, that's just how it's how it is now. You're not going to be able to hear cats anymore. But, yeah, but it, sh- it shouldn't be because she no longer has the magic ability. It has to be because the cat was never talking to her. And it was just the, something that children do to play pretend to comfort themselves during her transition. That's why it was so shocking when, you know... Why are you just meowing? Why are you talking right. like a cat? And it's like the cat right. has always been talking. There's never been a Santa. You just you didn't know that. Yeah. So next year I'm going to start a podcast that's entirely devoted to whether the cat in Kiki's delivery to service talks or not, because I think there's a lot there to explore. We could have gone another hour or two on that. Did you see the documentary yet, Jason? I sent you guys the clip, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The clip is the only part you need to see from the documentary, <laughs> but it's 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 worth watching anyway. Yeah. The, the the Miyazaki documentary is on iTunes, as Merlin pointed out, and Miyazaki's movies are not. <laughs> nice. But Kiki's on Blu-ray now. It is. I've got, I've got that Blu-ray now. This episode of The Incomparable is also brought to you by me, the guy who does The Incomparable. Thanks for listening to The Incomparable in 2014 and now in 2015. Check out TheIncomparable.com for many other fine podcasts we create. Total Party Kill, where we play Dungeons & Dragons. It's a lot of fun. Very entertaining. Random Trek, where Scott McNulty and a non-random guest talk about a random episode of Star Trek every week. TV Talk Machine, where I talk to Tim Goodman, the TV critic at The Hollywood Reporter, about television. Every single week, we have TV, which comes and goes, but it's got quick reaction to new TV shows after they happen. Coming in 2015, the incomparable Radio Theater will be back with a new season. Phil Michaels and Lisa Schmeiser ruin the movies, a a podcast in which Phil and Lisa ruin a movie they haven't seen yet. And hey, there's a new thing. It's called The Incomparable's Greatest Hits. Dip into our archive, a guided weekly tour to some of the best of our first 200-plus episodes. You can go to theincomparable.com slash best to check that out. Um, listener Billy, my favorite named listener, by the way, Listener Billy, says, I want to uh, start by saying how much I love the how the Incomparable Network has grown. You, you guys produce my favorite shows. Thank you for all the time and effort you put into them. A few of my favorites, the two-parter on episode two. I liked the discussion of women in geek media, episode 198. My daughter loves superheroes. This was especially important to me. Glad we got some more Star Trek this year. Yeah, that's right. Um, and you like the format of the episodes, the debate club sort of format we did. Glad you devoted an episode to my favorite sci-fi book series, The Expanse. Um, my favorite episode was a recent one, Force Giving. Listening to Dan and John geek out over the new Star Wars trailer was just delightful. Look at that, guys. The whole one-plus hour was fun, but I particularly liked their exchange about the Imperial Probe Droid sound effect. This is the sound of two Star Wars nerds one-upping each other. Right after the stinger when he stands up in the background, you get uh, 
you know, what sounds like Imperial Probe Droid, Imperial Code, whatever. Huh. Oh, yeah. Well, was that better wind? It sounds a little windy to me, too. <laughs> no, it's, I, I know an Imperial Probe Droid. But I, I know what Imperial Probe Droid No, I know what an Imperial Probe Droid sounds <laughs> well, like. I, it sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that sound effect, unless it was wind. <laughs> That'll be interesting listening in January of 2016. <laughs> After the murder-suicide <laughs> pact is carried out. Yep. Did you see the debate about the lightsaber sound at the end? I caught that on Twitter somewhere. I was like, is that the exact sound effect of when Luke fires up Boy. his lightsaber in A New Hope for the oh. first time? Or you, is it... you got a year to, to, to wonder about it, folks. You... I just want to point out that I surmised on that podcast that the music in the trailer was John Williams, which in fact it is. Yes, you did get that. You called that. Nailed it. Good job, Dan. That's my own that's my core competency. Or, it was Dan, it was either John Williams' music or the wind. <laughs> <laughs> or the cat talking. I had a fifty fifty chance. <laughs> the wind speaks to him only until the I don't know. Um listener Dan wrote in to say another awesome year. Thank you, Dan. My favorites included uh John's opening statement <laughs> from the episode two episode. Let's play that now. Everybody can go to the bathroom while I play. No, I'm not gonna play that. It's long, but it's good. It is very good. Uh he enjoyed uh the uh JFK impressions we apparently did in the middle of the game show episode. I don't even remember that. But Were I'm they sure intended we to be JFK? I <laughs> that's a good question, actually. <laughs> I think Let's we were go doing to the water at the time. He enjoyed uh John educating Merlin on his own life experiences as we played earlier. Um, and uh, he especially enjoyed in the uh, Kiki's Delivery Service episode this uh, little bit of singing, because, you know, we sing every year, and this was a nice... This will get stuck in your head, so I'm going to play it now, and it'll be stuck in your head for the next week. Kiki's flying on a broomstick, and she has a cat. Now she's over a town, which is a place where people live. She's encountering problems with weather and other witches. Here come some seagulls. Watch out for the poop, Kiki. I really like the drums. That's a good <laughs> It's good drumming. It's a little incomparable letter song. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. This a little is... bit. A little bit too on key. Yeah, I know. Yeah, too talented, too, Steve. Too short. And too short. Needs to be another five minutes long. All right. I'll see what I can do. Uh, li- listener Nathan uh, wrote in. Uh, Nathan, listener Nathan is a very special person uh, for reasons that we will get <laughs> Most to. Most of our listeners are special in some way. <laughs> well, no, no. He's, he's taking it to a whole new level. But anyway, he says, congratulations on another fantastic year. So many great moments to choose from, though the ones I'm picking may be a little too on the nose since the episode titles often rep- reference them specifically. Um, uh so one of his examples is he enjoyed Brianna almost picking The Voyage Home as the worst Star Trek movie when it kind of seemed she didn't realize Tony had picked it as his favorite in the very previous round. You know, for a long time, it was the one with the whales. Because I'm <gasps> sorry. <gasps> so Tony, she doesn't even know the number. She doesn't help, even know the help, number. Help me. So dumb. I'm oh, sorry. Don't worry, Tony. This is a safe place. I, think you're, I believe you're speaking about Star Trek Four: A Voyage Home. <laughs> the, the Voyage Home. home. What is not just a voyage. Sorry, I'm emotional because someone's threatening my whales. <sighs> <laughs> I love that. Don't threaten Tony's whales. Tony. Tony's that. <laughs> he just likes a movie, the movie, the fun movie, and then uh, I'm emotional. <laughs> Star Trek Four is a great Star Trek movie. It is. I, it really is. All, all right-minded people agree with that. I agree. See, I'm right-minded. I, I, that said, that. the bar is only about three inches off the ground, no, so it's not true. hard to clear. 
<laughs> yeah, Wait, sure. is the bar Star Trek What, five, you mean they finally Star bested Trek Star Trek V? It's hard to believe. Yeah, amazing. Uh, <laughs> Listener Nathan also likes uh, the repeated theory of comedy references in the uh, You Need an Agent of Chaos episode, the Saturday Night Live episode. <laughs> um, he also references John's deep catalog references to Merlin's own life. It is funny when you're bringing out trivia for somebody's life and they don't remember it. That's uh, that is a, that was a special moment. Creepy, creepy. <laughs> um, now this is a little a bit. Of, this bucket. may be the longest clip I play tonight, but it, it, and it is cut down to fit. But it, it was uh, I, one of my favorite moments of the year, and it was one of Nathan's too. It's the 1977 Family Feud section of Game mm. Show Two, where where we ask a very oh, particular yeah. question from special guest host Monty. Name a man's hobby. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with fishing. Fishing. Number two answer. 16 points. David Lore, it is 1977. You're a man. What is your hobby? Uh, I'm going to go with woodworking. Woodworking. Number five answer is carpentry. What? Uh, is what they called woodworking back then. Yep. You're going to disagree with Jesus now? John Syracuse. I'm going to go with hunting. Hunting. Number six answer. Ooh. Scott McNulty. Bowling. Bowling. Uh, Number nine answer. I'm going to go with golf. Golf is the number one answer. Oh, good answer, good answer. We're waiting for David Lohr to name a man's hobby. Billiards or pool? Billiards or pool? Mm. Oh, oh, no. oh, no. John Syracuse. I'm going to hope that there were some nerds in 1977. I'm going to go with model trains. Model trains? Mm. That's you not a man's hobby. Oh, That's a child's man. hobby. Scott McNulty, you have two strikes. There are still five answers on the board. If you get this wrong, the other team gets a chance to steal. Uh, I'm going to say swimming. People like to swim in 1977, right? Mm. Nope. Three strikes. <laughs> <laughs> Team West Coast. Team West. Swimming wasn't invented until the early I, 80s. I think we have a. I think we have a consensus, don't we? We sure. do. Yes. The consensus is tennis. Anyone? My father Anyone? in 1977 played tennis. Hmm. Show me tennis. Oh. Oh. Such a lie. You have failed to steal. Is disco on the list? Because I'm going to be angry no. if disco is on the list. Is TV watching if, if a hobby? Dancing. Baseball. I was going to say football. Camping. Football is on the list. I was going to say poker. But those I aren't hobbies. Don't do, they don't do football. football. I guess they watch football. But this is what people will answer, right? Driving uh, tiny yeah. cars while wearing buffalo horns. They may Car play repair. touch football. Yeah. Okay, t- Monty. Cocaine. What, what were our other choices there? The number 10 answer was stamps. A manly pursuit. Uh, so how many liars gave that answer? <laughs> there was football at eight. The number seven answer was cars. The number hey. four answer just, just was... Just cars by itself? Cars is a noun. Just, it just, just cars. cars. <laughs> What's your hobby? Cars. Do you fix cars? No, just cars. The number four answer was girls. Lifestyle. Oh, man. Oh. And the number three answer, in spite of the presence of football and golf, is sports. 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 <laughs> oh, <God>. People are <laughs> dumb. People in 1977 were really dumb. And I, 
Are you standing, still standing by model trains being a child's hobby? Have you ever seen someone <laughs> doing model trains who was not over 50? I was speaking in the voice yes. of 1977. Yeah, they were kids in 1977. Not as manly as stamps, obviously. Uh, listener Nathan also says, I'm having to leave out so many good episodes where I can't pick a specific moment. Pete Crate, a real imaginary friend. It's all BBC to me, picking my shorts. But that's probably enough. I'd also like to give a shout out to the epic, sprawling, wonderful episode 200. But picking specific moments there would get a little too meta. Best, Nathan Goins. Now, Nathan, you may remember, we actually referenced him in episode 200 at one point because he made a little chart. Um, He's the guy who made the uh, people who talk to other people. Uh, charts, um, and then he also made yes, the chart the that's the, cl- the clickable chart uh, that explains all of the different choices of a certain topic uh, that uh, that we often do on this very episode uh, on his website, which I will put in the show notes. Uh, it's a it's a topic that Steve uh, is very is uh, it's near and dear to Steve's heart. Steve, should well, I, Jason, I have no idea what you're referring sh- to. Should I mention sure this now, great. or should I just let you mention it later in the show? Oh, we'll get to it. I don't know. I think John had something up his sleeve, uh, according to what he said last year. So I'm no, I think that was that a fever. That was like a fever dream. And whenever I try to recall <laughs> what I was thinking, I, you're right. I do think that I had an idea that it was going to just blow this thing wide open. But I'm yeah. pretty sure I was a hallucination. So I've got nothing. <laughs> Fair enough. So that that's uh, we'll come back to that clip that Nathan uh, that references Nathan and and actually in that. That clip when we play it, it, it we you will hear someone appeal to nathan to make the page that he in fact made which is pretty great so for me i'm going to go first this time because i went last last time and just say i think i think the how i sold your mother episode is it, it might be my favorite i that is that is a really funny episode all the way through thanks dan for the episode title by the way i like the board game draft uh, the game show, doing another game show was a lot of fun. I like that Trivial Pursuit game we played, or at least the first, like, five hours of it before it got really, <laughs> really tedious. And uh, and Monty won. Yay, Monty! Um, and, uh, and thank you for saving us, because we were all going to die if you didn't win. <laughs> but we were all still bitter that he did. <laughs> yeah, I know, and yet we, we would still be playing. Too bad for you. Do better. Yeah. Uh, Eat it, Weave Bank. Next time, Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. Mm, I'm happy that we finally did the Babylon 5 episode that had been promised since before episode 1 was recorded. That actually finally happened. Uh, we did a lot of drafts this year. Computers, robots, video games, computer games. That was a lot of fun. Um, I wanted to mention the Butter Zone episode, episode 200. I feel like um, it was three hours long, which is totally insane, but I thought that there were actually two really great episodes inside it. The one that we recorded live in the studio um, in San Francisco, uh, talking about sort of like growing up and being interested in geeky things when you're growing up and and all of that was really great. And then we also had the crazy uh, listener draft in that same episode, which was a lot of fun too. So that was, uh, uh, that was a lot of fun to put together. Um, I really liked... Uh, the, the fact that we, we, we have now um, done in The Incomparable, not just in 2014, but also encompassing 2013, we have done three episodes covering nearly three and a half hours on the subject of Star Wars Episode Seven, which is um, not coming out for a year. Seems so, about right. Yay us. <laughs> um, we, I brought back Star Trek, as was my, uh, was my goal with the Star Trek Debate Club. I'm get, glad we gave uh, Star Trek some airtime. Uh, I really enjoyed the crazy TV pitch episode. These are all good ideas. That might be my favorite title for the year. It is meant ironically. And uh, yeah, and I enjoyed doing the TV podcast and Total Party Kill with many of you same people. Those were a lot of fun, too, even though they don't count because they weren't part of the incomparable proper. They were a lot of fun. So that's my list. Uh, Monty, do you have some is, favorites? Is the episode over? I'm confused. 
Jason always goes last. I know. So. I'm, I'm switching it up. I'm switching it up. I want to end on a on a high note or a low note. Monty, uh, do you have any favorites from this year? Uh, my favorite episode was the thrill a minute uh, trivial pursuit, trivial pursuit, pursuit game, yeah. game that <laughs> every second of which was gold. Yes. Also and part of total party, total party kill. So it does not. Yeah. Kill. It was a bonus track too. But yeah, it appeared in the incomparable it feed. Did. Oh. And my second favorite is episode 200, where a number of listeners wrote in and said that was their memorable episode as well. I don't know why they forgot to mention it for this wrap-up episode, but I assure them it will not be forgotten. Well, maybe, Monty, what you should do is pick one of those clips as your favorite Mm -hmm. clip. Well, that just seems silly. I can't imagine who would do that. (laughs) Only a crazy person would do such a thing. There is room in the universe for two clip loops oh. living side by side. No, there isn't. They'll, they'll, <laughs> the once they meet, they they destroy each other in an anti-clip explosion. Well, that might be for. Tell the you best. what, Steve. You pick one of those clips, and the next year I'll pick a Skeletor clip. Sounds good. Uh, Interesting. Shake on crisscross. <laughs> Anything else, Monty? Just uh, your own glory. Yeah, just okay, that. Okay, fair enough. Dan Morin, what uh, what about you? What did you like from the from the podcast this year? So many good things. I, I mean, it seems like the uh, the episode two podcast really has uh, gotten gotten some legs of its own. So I'd yeah. put that plus, up there. Plus, as, somebody sent in lots of time code, so it made it really easy for yeah, me. It did, yeah, it did make it really easy. But it was delightful. Um, I would agree, like Jason, I really enjoyed our multiple hours on uh, episode seven. And mm-hmm. I think we have accurately predicted everything that could possibly come yep. up in that, ep- in that movie. So that's great. Covered. Um, in addition, I really liked uh, both of our... Our board game and our game show, which we mm. just played a clip for m- moments ago. Um, and let's see. I think, you know, episode 200, I think, sort of stands on its own as a testament to our, our oeuvre, our opus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take that for <laughs> um, what, it, what you will. Uh, I enjoyed our discussion of urban fantasy novels set in London. Yeah. And um, and The Expanse, which I mentioned up the top, but I, I like talking about the two. I actually got to be back on book clubs this year. That was mm. fun because I, you guys finally picked to do topics of things I had already read, ah. which is excellent. That's just what I like. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think that was those were my favorite moments, All right. I think, from this year. Thanks, Dan. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. Um, Steve? No, we're going to skip you. We're not. Gonna, we're gonna skip you. <laughs> what? Oh, fine, Steve. Now go I'm ahead. really confused. I might just leave. Steve, I'm so go, go ahead. I'm so Steve. thrown off my game. It's your turn. I'm going in All reverse right. order. I'm not going to save you till last. Go ahead. I, I promise you, I will not pick a clip from last year's clip show. That no, I guarantee. I, I'm sure you won't. I don't have a clip loaded from last year's clip show. Ooh. Uh, once again, I have favorite episodes and favorite moments. Uh, starting with favorite episodes. Uh, I think the best draft of the year, at least for me, was 192, Murderous Roomba, which was our robot <laughs> draft. I think in particular that the thing that was nice about this draft is we, we managed to keep our effusing under control and we got through more than three picks, Yep, which is a nice change of pace. <laughs> It'll never happen again. <laughs> I feel like we could have done another 17 hours of uh, of computer and console game drafts. We really could have. We just simply oh, didn't have time. yeah. Because we just couldn't, we couldn't keep it under control. We should maybe make a rule about drafts that the opening uh, discussion of any given pick has to be a minute or less. Wow, I'll take that under advisement. Just a thought. Just a thought. There could be subsequent discussion, but I can talk really fast, you know. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, John. We know. 
We just asked Jason to speed it up afterwards. So oh, that's a nice idea. All your comments will be compressed uh-huh. into or expanded into one minute. <laughs> Welcome back to the Incomparable Draft. This time we're talking robots. It's going to be great. Yep. Hey, all right. Everybody's excited now. Yay. You heard of smart speed. We'll have dumb speed. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is the speed at which I live my life, John. Mm. Uh, I also really liked episode 212, A MacGyver in the Making. That was our Toy Story episode. Oh, yeah. Um, great movie. It, a really great panel. And I was also there. Um, <laughs> here's how you know that, this, that it was an engrossing discussion on Toy Story. There's, there's about a minute early on where John is discussing the fact that Woody was mean in early drafts of the script. Over the course of this minute, the following four phrases are uttered. The mean Woody angle. If you look for it, you can see glimpses of the mean Woody. They just kept tweaking it and tweaking it. And the mean Woody is on display. You got a one-track mind, don't you, Steve? I let all four of those statements go by without saying a single word. That is how absorbed I was wow. in the discussion. But you saved them to bring them up now. That's what the clip show is for, my friends. Yeah, that's right. Um, let's see. I like the old movie club episodes again. I like to give them a shout-out because uh, I feel like people are afraid of old movie club and they don't want to watch old movies, so they don't get the kind of acclaim that some of other episodes do. But they're great. They're funny. You should go watch some old movies and learn something about film history. And, and you know what happens when you watch an old movie? You press play. And va 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 boom, va va boom, boom boom boom, boom pow, pow. Pow. Oh, zoom. See, so, yeah, you missed you missed that kind of uh, area oh, discussion man. when you don't watch your old movie club. <laughs> you also miss Cloris Leachman naked. Just saying. <sighs> now I'm really thrown off my game. All right, <laughs> I had uh, I, okay. <laughs> get, get wow! It get it together! Wow. Drink. Okay. <clears throat> I'm back. Okay, okay, okay so. Okay, Steve. Yeah. Uh, I also uh, really enjoyed episode 188, Game Show 2. Mainly, uh, I enjoyed our utter ineptitude during the match game segment. We are the worst <laughs> match game go, players in history. <laughs> that was bad. And some of, us, some of us weren't even drunk. I mean, that, <laughs> maybe that's the problem. That game is best played while drunk and, and or Jack Klugman. Um <laughs> And lastly, uh, again, like others here, I wanted to give a shout out to the mega episode, episode 200, Butter Zone, Mm. Uh, particularly the listener draft, because it was really, really cool to get to hear from the listeners and their own voices, especially since they were saying nice things for a change. It was uh, kind of nice, Um, which brings me to to some favorite moments. Ah. First off, my second favorite moment of 2014, which came from that Butter Zone episode. Uh, and that was when listener Etienne picked as his all-time favorite incomparable moment, me in the 2013 clip show, oh, no. picking me <laughs> in the 2012 clip show, picking listeners Lori, Janice, and Chad in the 2011 clip show, picking me, picking Skeletor in the TV fantasy character draft. That was a great, great moment. That was, uh, well, it was only my let's, second uh, favorite. Let's listen in. No, we? no, no. <laughs> I'm not going to play Steve's number two pick. I will only play Steve's number one pick. What's your number one pick, Steve? The problem is you got to play them both because they're not linked. See, that's the problem. But I, I will point out that my favorite moment of 2014 uh, is listener Ben picking listener Etienne, picking me, picking uh, listeners Lori, Janice, and Chad, picking me, picking Skeletor. Yes. Now let's listen to both of those in one convenient clip. Yes. Hi, oh, no. it's listener Etienne again. Do you really have to listen to him? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is your fault. Wait, you sit there I and listen to I want to change my pick. 
This is what I'm making you do, Steve. In the history of the incomparable, was there a more memorable moment than when Steve Lutz drafted the patron saint of vaguely threatening recurring villains, Skeletor, for the TV character draft in episode 58? Vaguely? It's nearly three years later, and it still stands out in my mind. It may therefore surprise listeners to learn that, memorable as that moment was, I'm not actually picking it. No. I'm in oh. fact picking Steve Lutz from the 2013 recap episode, picking himself, picking <laughs> from the 2012 recap episode, picking himself in the 2011 recap episode, drafting Skeletor in episode 58. Steve, I thought you could do with some more ammo for your recursive clip loop. It's Skeletor all the way down. <laughs> oh, bless you. This is an enabler. You, That's beautiful. Enabling. Bless you, South Africa ATN. You are the best. <laughs> Remember way back in the early part of 2013? <laughs> right around the time when we were being called all dead inside because we don't enjoy dumb candy puns in our video game movies? <laughs> Yes, I do. I do remember that. I don't know if you recall this particular thing, Jason, but we did an episode an awful lot like this one. Yes, but Jan- January first of uh, twenty thirteen. That's right. You do remember. It's yeah. a, it was a year in review episode for twenty twelve. It was similar to this episode. Yeah, in similar. Format. Yeah, very similar. And it was pretty good. I mean, we said some things. We had some. We played laughs. some clips. Played some clips. Yeah. Uh, but one of those clips stands above all the rest. It does really. And that is why. As one of my favorite podcast moments from 2013, I hereby pick the clip in which I picked the clip in which I picked Skeletor in our 2011 TV fantasy draft. Do we have a clip? We do. <laughs> Let's go to the clip. Um, so as far as favorite moments from various episodes, first of all, are we going to do clips in this, uh, in sure. this episode? Sure. Right. John Syracuse then- says it's great when you drop clips in <laughs> yeah. an episode. <laughs> then I'm going to pick the part in the 2011 clip show episode where we played the Skeletor clip. <laughs> my goal, my goal is to create a recursive yeah, a clip loop that eventually takes over the entire annual clip show podcast if we survive You've that. You've been long. watching too much Star Trek, Steve. Someone send him to a cornfield, Steve. I loved, I loved it when we remembered. How funny Skeletor was from last year in this year's clip show that looked back yes. on last year. So, listener Lori liked the uh, canceled TV show draft, but she says the TV character draft made her laugh from beginning to end. So, I guess my favorite moment, Steve, was the drafting of Skeletor. Yes! Listener Janice <laughs> said, I laughed so much at the character draft that my sister thought I was nuts. Well, there's a good chance you're of that, welcome. Actually. Listener Chad wrote in simply saying, Skeletor! Yes. <laughs> what else needs to be said? Really? Well, I'm going to go with one then that's, uh, that's close to my heart for various reasons. And uh, I know somebody's just raring to pick him, so I better grab him now. I'm going to pick, uh, pick Skeletor from the Masters <laughs> of the Universe cartoon series. Sorry, I did not see that coming. Uh, He shouldn't be on the show with Tom Servo. Well, the beauty of Skeletor is that he can die every week and yet miraculously reappear from under the pile of rocks that he was buried under in subsequent weeks. So if Anthony tries to send Skeletor to the cornfield, what happens? He's back the next week. That's the tension of the show. No spoilers. No spoilers. All right. I'll wait it's for your, your premise. Eagerly. It's crucial wow. to my plot, which, uh, which uh, I look forward to uh, making up on the can tomorrow. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's appropriate. <laughs> it's, 
Skeletor is the alpha and the omega of our podcast. He <laughs> won that draft by killing everyone else. <laughs> Yes. Well, I'm hoping this episode actually airs in 2013 so that I can then pick yes. in the 2014 clip show, the 2013 <laughs> clip of me picking the clip where we played the Skeletor clip. Good luck, future Steve. You know, the, the best part about that clip is, uh, is, is Dan's reaction, actually. I've, over the years, as I hear clips of that clip, <laughs> the, the part that I appreciate the most is Dan's reaction, because not only does he, he laugh, but then his immediate response is, I did not see that one coming. Are we back to reality yet? Yeah, hold on. I can't actually tell when the clips are over. <laughs> I didn't so play the noise. Did you, forget, did you forget one clip? Skeletor all the way down, he says there. ATN, incidentally, French for Steve. Oh, there we go. We have not been seen in the same room at the same time. So, Interesting. Uh, Interesting. So, uh, and then one, I have one last clip to play. It's another favorite moment from a listener. Hi, this is Ben from Somerville, Massachusetts. My favorite moment on the Incomparable podcast was from episode 200, where a listener, Etienne, picked Steve Lutz from the 2013 <laughs> recap episode. Picking Steve Lutz picking from the 2012 recap episode. Listeners picking Steve Lutz picking from the television character draft episode <laughs> keep going skeletor <laughs> is it over are, are we, we done? Oh is it done i've aged I did not 20 years it's still coming. going wow yeah i'm not sure what to say to that other than that i'm going to down the rest of my beer at this point in your honor i, I really enjoyed this moment you know i i feel like we we won't have really reached the pinnacle of this whole thing until someone makes an image chart on the internet and uploads <laughs> right. with, with lines and like sort of like the diagram of, of primer or primer however you want whatever like someone needs to make an image of it. right now it's it's you can hold it in your mind but eventually at some point we're gonna need a graphical representation well get that guy that did the uh relationships graph that 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 yeah. uh he put together for like the first 150 episodes have you seen that it's amazing oh yeah that's the end oh of the clip. Oh, my God. Nathan Goins, uh, and actually a different listener, too. But we had two people take up John's challenge and make graphical representations of the recursive clip loop, which we've yes, now just did. extended. And I forced you guys to listen live to the whole t- whole thing this time. I actually so spaced nice. out in the middle of it and thought it was done at one point when people started laughing. I was like, oh, nope, this is this is. I thought it was done laughter. three times. <laughs> Nothing ever ends. I did not see that coming. This is the first time in my life I've had real regrets. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I was going to let the clip loop die this year, but then, uh, you know, the listeners, you got to give them what they want. I, oh, my I, God. By the way, this, this, this was not me just trying to extend the clip, the clip loop. This was genuinely my favorite moment of the year. It was hilarious when they came out with that in the Butter Zone. And you can, you can tell I love it because I do the thing that Jason does when the podcast goes off the rails and he cracks. Yeah. I do that. like you've been beaten up i've been pummeled so the truth is i did not formulate that joke i had a listener listener etienne did write in and say i want to pick steve and give him and fuel you know his clip loop and and separately the other listener wrote in and said i imagine somebody's going to pick steve so i want to pick whoever that person is so it actually happened that uh the listener's correctly intuited the clip loop would happen doubly in the uh, 200th episode so i went back to them and said record those that, that that'll be that'll be good so but it totally came mm. from them and it was yeah. uh, it was pretty pretty hilarious so. i do think it would have been funny to play the whole clip loop again after the second listener yeah. comment but 
as the episode was already around 17 hours at that <laughs> point, it's understandable. <laughs> I thought about playing it at like five times the speed, but I oh, didn't. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. I got a few more moments. Okay, Steve. <laughs> I have no more You clips. haven't taken up enough time, so by all means. Wait, you wanted me to play the Skeletor clip again? I got it right here. It's only like six <laughs> no, minutes long. Dear. Let's roll that uh, beautiful Skeletor footage. Hi. It's listening. No, I'm not. not <laughs> We're going to start to have a, a version uh, therapy for like South yeah. African accents. Yeah. Listener Etienne. No, please, no. I, I do like that my mispronunciation of listener Etienne's name is now immortalized. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I, this this is the first year I've called out listeners Lori, Janice, and Chad mm -hmm. because I feel like they shouldn't be blameless in this whole thing either. I agree. <laughs> and now, and now that we've done this, when I played it live with your reactions to it, now our our reactions underneath the clip will now be stored in memory forever. Oh, so yeah, oh, this podcast is over. Another victim of Skeletor. <laughs> uh, okay, last uh, just a few more moments. One seventy-seven six-pixel sword. I like the rousing acapella rendition of the Super Mario Brothers theme that leads off that ah, episode. Yeah. Uh, episode 194, A Real Imaginary Friend, our Kiki episode. Uh, at approximately an hour and ten minutes Ooh, in, time Jason, Jason makes a series of dick jokes about Zeppelins. And you don't always get those from Jason, so I thought it was worth logging. She's looking up at the sky, and she sees the Zeppelin going yeah. by with Tombow in it. And it just it perfectly encapsulates a certain feeling of being 13 years old I mean, and, and, and losing your mojo. But isn't it kind of great? <laughs> Rogue Zeppelins are encompass my 13-year-old my self perfectly. You don't know where that Zeppelin's going. You don't know how inflated the Zeppelin's going to be. It may run into things. There might be a little kid tickling. Wait a second. Sometimes it's pointing up at weird angles. sexual desire like I'm a Zeppelin. not sure why. <laughs> Yep. You don't know. It's like snow. <laughs> and then you fly into the clock tower and deflate and land on a building. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't start it, but I damn well finished it. I'd love to see Steve's penis log, where he just writes down every possible <laughs> sex and poop-related joke on every podcast. Yep. On a similar note, I did this last year. This is the underappreciated joke of the year. Last year, it was Dan's fish fight pun. Uh, this year, it's, it's actually from Total Party Kill 28. I don't care that it's not canon. <laughs> But uh, but there's a sequence where we're hanging out with some cobalt scientists, I believe, and they accidentally let loose a pot of some stinky goo, and uh, <laughs> and and set off a fight that's been uh, it's been threatening to break out for an extended period. And Jason points out that it's the pot herd around the world, and I thought that was a lovely moment. <laughs> that's what you wow. go for? Fish fight, pot herd around the world. That's it. It's that's your level. Underappreciated under joke of the year, John. All right. Bonus track 186B, Get Carter 2. I said Get Carter. Uh, I like the bit where you're playing the Stereo Lab cover of the Get Carter theme behind us ah. because it makes us sound like wild and swinging and generally way cooler than we actually are. In fact, I think we should probably play background music behind all of our episodes. I think from now on, yeah. Improve the podcast. It's <laughs> a good call. Uh, 195, Peak Crate. Around 119, I enjoyed John Syracuse's sad tale about how he never got to play the pirate version of Load Runner. Where all of the little guys have eye patches and parrots. <laughs> Still haunts me. <laughs> also, towards the end of that episode, we talk about sports a lot, and you can hear Tony Sindelar audibly suffering. Oh, yeah. He becomes very angry. <laughs> <laughs> Another quick Total Party Kill clip. 
Uh, episode 31, the impromptu COBOL job interview, I think, is my favorite thing in this, <laughs> <laughs> this most recent campaign. That's, the, and, that's uh, like the intern, COBOL intern, that's hoping yes, to get a better job later. That's yeah. right. We, we run him through a, a couple of key questions. For yeah, his, that's uh, right. Where do you see yourself in five resume. years? Yeah. <laughs> in, in the Undermountain, pretty much, yeah. And the last thing, uh, this isn't actually part of the podcast. It's more of a Twitter thing. I, I really enjoy uh, Jason's growing exasperation with the many, many, many people who can't believe we didn't mention their favorite thing in one of our list episodes. <laughs> <laughs> the BBC has a lot of good shows. The yeah. BBC episode was the best episode. It was literally, did, I can't believe you didn't mention all other British shows ever made. I can't believe it yeah. either. It's never you. You should have mentioned this. It's always I am outraged that you did not mention. How could you not? You mention? forgot. Yeah. Yes. You oh, you forgot. forgot. That's, you the, that's the best one. Yeah. We didn't it's forget like, well, it. We didn't, we didn't like it. it, so we didn't mention it. Or we never heard. <laughs> you of were it. apparently high on ether and yeah. failed to mention this thing. Good point. That only two people have ever seen. I can't believe it. How could you forget it? The ones that get me are the disappointments. I'm I'm very disappointed that you didn't. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the only yeah, person who gets mad. to be disappointed in me is my dad. Screw you. Thanks, listeners. <laughs> Here's a message from Dan. We, the rest of us love you. I love most of you. Oh yes, we uh, that second coming in second in that contest. By the way, Steve is the when are you doing your episode about Interstellar? Interstellar. Question. Yes, yeah. that's right. You <laughs> need was, a fast. I was ready. Basically. I saw. Yeah, that you can just long. direct people you. to every time they ask you a question about life's too short. So I'm done. Okay. I'm down from uh, last year's hour and 42 minutes. and uh, <laughs> uh, Just a solid hour. Yeah, Good just a solid hour this time. Good job, Steve. I got things to say about the podcast. I appreciate it. That's uh, some, some pre-work you did there. I'm impressed. I listened, actually, over the last couple of weeks to every episode that I was on this. Oh, my God. Year. Wow. In the car. You know, it wasn't like I was, you know taking time apart from my real life okay good, good, good. <laughs> bring cat poop into the car though for the full effect <laughs> usually good idea I have, I have a little in the ashtray it's a little poopery it's, it's good for you mm. <laughs> oh boy there go. you groaned at that dan go ahead yeah i did groan that's low even for me mm. yeah i'm sorry <laughs> oh, it seems about right it's a disturbing experience listening to old episodes because I'll make the joke in the car that I'm about to make in the yes. podcast, and I realize how utterly predictable <laughs> mm -hmm. and sad I am. While, while I'm editing the podcast, I will often laugh while somebody says something funny and hear myself laughing the exact same way <laughs> exact at the same exact way. same time. Yep. If, if Tony were here, he'd tell you guys your three lines of Pearl, so I'm just going <laughs> to... Yeah. He's not here, so I'm filling that in for him. Yeah. Well, you want to talk about freaking people out. I realize now that I have the let's play a clip sound effect here and I could just play it and you guys won't know whether it's a clip or not. So it's like, <laughs> no. you know, we're just talking and suddenly. <laughs> wait, wait, save that for the next episode. Glenn is yeah. on. Hold on. I will destroy to... him. Wait, is this wait, wait. a clip? Are we listening to I know to how to fix or... this. Computer and this program. This is like a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> Computer we a podcast and program. <laughs> wait, are we inside a program now? You have are to we play it an even number of times or I'll be very disturbed. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're close out. Close bracket. Action. Close bracket. No, no it's no. open and close at the same time. It's self-contained. Uh, it's self-closing uh, tag. Or is it... Hey, guys, this top just keeps spinning. I, does anybody I know just, what that means? It just blew my mind. Uh, John, do you have some favorites? Oh, sure. Sure, why not? <laughs> we are. Um, all right. So uh, I think my favorite episode was uh, 194, Real Imaginary Friend, mostly because Kiki's Delivery Service is one of my most favorite movies. And uh, we talked, talked around this movie. We talked a lot about Miyazaki for mm. a long time, but I was glad we got to do it, and I'm glad... We had Marilyn on. He's such an infrequent guest. So I really like that one. I'm still thinking about that cat. 
Um, I like the Doctor Who episodes this season, uh, mostly because I'm not on Doctor Who episodes anymore. <laughs> so it, it lets me listen to them, you know. I mean, I'm not really a Doctor Who expert, and for the most part, I am not as enthusiastic or as hateful towards Doctor Who as the people who are on these episodes. <laughs> so it's kind of nice to hear people who are um, who have stronger feelings about Doctor Who than I do. Um, and I learn a lot. I learn a lot about old Doctor Who from Erica and all the mm. old people who uh, watch those things. And <laughs> It's okay. You can call white. me old, too. Yeah. Um, team old. Team old. Woo. Team, team old. old, man. Yeah, although old Doctor Who still confuses me. Occasionally, I listen to those episodes. You almost inspire me. Like, maybe I should watch those. No, and say, no, no. What Don't am I thinking? You know, yeah. <laughs> they, I thought they were boring when I was eight years old. I won't like them now. Anyway, uh, I like Peter Capaldi. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, and I uh, don't like what's her name. What's her name now? Clara. Clara. There we go. Clara. That's the one. Yep. Good. All right. Um, so there, I didn't have to be in the episodes. That's my summary. Good job. Uh, <laughs> I, I really like episode 208, The Good People Are Already Dead, where we talked about The Last of Us. I'm amazed that somehow we got an episode in kind of a timely fashion about a kind of modern game that is actually like a real full-fledged AAA game not something super short and indie even though jason didn't really play it but i'm I'm thankful that he let us have the episode anyway and he just watched cutscenes. and uh Mm -hmm. i I thought that was exciting um force giving 222 uh that was as i said on that podcast that's what i was looking forward to thanksgiving vacation for uh i didn't (laughs) care about thanksgiving i only cared about the trailer and then we had to sit sit right down and and bang out an episode immediately after it dropped yes ridiculous day to be retitled schadenfreude of giving yeah yeah and up until like i I think yesterday's episode up until then i I closed it out of out of respect i still had the trailer open in the giant quick time window behind all my other windows occasionally i would scrub through it um is that trailer good i still haven't watched it <laughs> yeah, it's a trailer. It's, it's fine. It's Check fine. it out. Um, and then, uh, f- just looking at the year in summary, we covered a lot of my favorite things this year. Even you know, ignoring just Kiki, we did Toy Story, Iron Giant, The Stand, War Games. It was a, a banner year for things that I've always wished the show would talk about. And I liked all those episodes, but I really liked that we're you know getting down to uh, stuff that I like, um, stuff yeah. that I never thought we would do. I guess Dark Tower is still out there, and there's plenty of other things, but we're we're really hitting the highlights here. And then finally. Episode 200, uh, the portion where we were all sitting there together live in San Francisco. Normally, that's our Game of Thrones episode. This was a break with tradition, but it was, you know, it was nice to be together again and see people in person. I really like doing those episodes, even though it's a tiny, sweaty little room that we sit in. Uh, we, we won't be in that room this year, right? So We, it's we the, will sort not. Of the, sort of the end of things. It was, it was mm. a, a fitting end. I guess it was just as well that we didn't talk about Game of Thrones. We talked about broader issues, but... I always do enjoy those. Yeah. Well, we couldn't talk about Game of Thrones because there was still one episode yet, yet to air, I believe. Yep. <laughs> Stupid HBO. All right, that's great. David, uh, what do you have? Oh, man. Well, I mean, a lot of my favorites have already gone up. You know, the uh, episode two episode is just fun to listen to. And like I said, the kids have made me listen to that more times than we've seen the prequels. Um, I love the game show episodes. Uh, and the Trivial Pursuit episode, I particularly liked uh, Phil's increasing irrational anger at getting questions about Sky King. There's nothing <laughs> irrational about Phil's anger. Phil, Phil's anger, in general, is a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the old movie club episodes. Uh, and the Iron Giant. I mean, that's a that's a movie I've loved for years. So it was nice to hear that. 
I, I, I've had the phrase super creepy CGGG stuck in my head for months. Oh. <laughs> um, so thank you, John. Merlin's life story was a beautiful, a beautiful thing. Um, I've loved seeing how the network has grown and seeing all the new shows. I mean, Phil and Lisa ruined the movies is just delightful. Yeah, the uh, clip show last year, which I listened to uh, in my marathon session, includes the statement, The Incomparable has a spinoff now. Yeah. <laughs> Aw, that's adorable. <laughs> which was not oh, playing, man. which, you know, was technically sort of a spinoff. But sort of. Now, it was now, a spinoff. Now we can't stop the spinoffs. They just nope. they, they dribble <laughs> out. They're spinning out of control. Corporate yeah. synergy. Mm-hmm. And, and I was going to say, my you know, from my own point of view, uh, one of the things I've enjoyed most this year is all the writing and preparing for another spinoff. Ooh. Ooh. So, yeah, that's that's just been fun mapping that out. And I can't wait to unleash that on the world. Forward promote. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I've done you this forward before. promote, you actually tell people what it is you're talking about, though. Nope. It's nope. a teaser. Nope. It's it's like the, the Star Wars trailer. Doesn't oh. really reveal anything. Are we going to do another yeah. podcast just on uh, David's teaser about <laughs> what's going? <laughs> what yeah, could it be? It's actually just Steve Lutz's <laughs> recursive clip loop podcast. That's right. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> a new thirty seconds every week, but the episodes just get thirty seconds longer every week. And don't do it. Possibly my favorite moment in the last I don't know couple of months: Steve pondering a naked Cloris Leachman. Oh no. Yeah. Why'd you, you did it to me again. Oh. <laughs> that Mike Hammer is not a nice guy. He's the a, the he's worst a bad, thing bad about the, the thinking about naked Cloris <laughs> Leachman in that film is I have to think about uh, the dude with the pliers. Ooh, that's you true. see her, you see her, her feet kicking around, and then the dude with the pliers, and that's just not yeah. good. Uh, Old movie club, everybody enjoy. Old you movie club, dark man. Yeah, that was yeah. We, we've taken a dark turn. Hey, Erica, up in Canada, <laughs> what 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 would what do you have to finish us off? Since I mistakenly went to you first instead of second, you get to finish us off. Good oh job, Yay. symmetry. Um, let's see. Well, I, I I have a little list here. I I quite enjoyed the uh, console games draft six pixel sword episode 177 and that was i was i still felt like i was kind of new to the podcast because that was way back in january and and you put out the call for for people and and i did that thing that i so often did being a a girl in the geek realm and i was like oh i don't i don't know that much about console games so i don't feel like i have anything to contribute so i wasn't on that podcast and then i listened to it and found myself (laughs) really really wishing i had been on it because i was like oh i had so many ideas that either you guys didn't pick or you guys were so wrong and I mm. wanted to tell you. So, so what you're saying is you can't believe we didn't pick your favorite thing. From- no, no, no. I can totally believe you didn't. I yeah. just, I feel like I would have brought a very different perspective that would have been amusing, if nothing else. Would have else. been good. Um, I didn't know what the hell I was doing on that episode. So you would have been way ahead of me in terms of qualifications. Let me tell you that. Um, I enjoyed all the book clubs this year, specifically the stand episode. That was, that oh, yeah. was one of my favorites. It was a good one. Um, and also the old movie clubs. I think maybe one of my favorites was another one I wasn't on. Uh, Democracy is Awful, episode 201. (laughs) In part because I was supposed to be on it and then realized I was not going to either have the time or inclination to watch those awful films. And I was justified in that after hearing that podcast. I was so glad I did not sit through those Those were not awful films. Oh, boy. (laughs) The things you liked about them were the things that would have driven me crazy. Mm. 
So yeah, I was. I don't I, endorse those films. So I, I felt like I dodged a, a a bullet there, a red, white, and blue bullet. Man, someone ought to open up a window. Once Phil reframed Yankee Doodle Dandy as George M. Cohan holding Roosevelt hostage to tell his life story, <laughs> it's much more entertaining that way. Well, if I'm ever held hostage and forced to watch it, I will keep that in mind. Mm. There you go. That that Democracy's Awful is also the episode that um that coined the other big term of the year. Um, in past years, I've talked about how we coined terms like monster, which is a monster who is your mentor. Um, this year, we got we got both the butter zone in episode 200 and in episode 201's After Dark bonus track, whatever, Shame Hole. So <laughs> that was a real that was a real one two punch. We didn't coin it. That butter we, zone we, we was po- we, popularized probably by MythBusters. We popularized right? it. That's what the we did. Shame Hole is, uh, <laughs> is from uh, the Simpsons. Mo, right? Yeah. Yes. Doesn't matter. There, there's also been a lot of people have been singing uh someone open up a window yes, at every opportunity uh-huh. all year. It, by people well, you mean Steve. Steve. It's, me. it's only me. <laughs> it's only Steve. <laughs> Nobody ever has done that besides me. No, so. that's just Steve. I think it's gonna catch on any minute now. <laughs> we Keep do. it up. We have done some sit down so Johns. Those, open yes. up a there's window. some sit down Johns. We can do that. Sit down, Glenn. Sit down, Glenn. We did some of that. <laughs> Too many flies. Did a lot of that. Yeah. I like that song. Uh, speaking of uh, of the butter You're zone, wrong. that's actually the next one on my list. Ah. Was episode two hundred, which was that was just all kinds of fun. Um, I liked the Doctor Who episodes, but particularly episode two hundred three, uh, where we talked about kind of where to start in the world of Doctor mm. Who and the uh, the early New Who, the Russell T Davis era. That was really fun. I always like talking about where to start. So Big yeah, that was a me. great one. Um, also along the same vein, 206, it's all BBC to me. I liked mentioning the, the shows and mm. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't mention more of them. I know. <laughs> the, the we mentioned like, afterwards. We mentioned like a hundred shows in that episode. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But you forgot like we 200 anymore. <laughs> yep. yeah. At least. Yeah. You know, I thought we, I thought that the flack was just going to be because we couldn't remember the difference between BBC and ITV and, and, and et cetera. But nope, it was just, you missed my favorite show. How dare yeah. you? Well, um, 198, A Critical Mass of Lady Geeks. That was really fun. I, I don't, mm. I feel like I don't get oh, to talk yeah. to fellow lady geeks as often as I would like. And, and that was a, Neither a good do, opportunity. Neither uh, do male geeks. Yeah, yep. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, I also enjoyed 192, Murderous Roomba. Um, the, uh, the robots, that was, that was just a lot of fun, um, because I actually picked a robot from a book, uh, and that surprised myself and I think everybody else at the same time. I forgot to mention during my, uh, extended discussion of my own stuff that the canine, uh, and company or whatever it is theme <laughs> is yep. amongst the favorite things I saw all year <laughs> Oh yeah, because yeah. of murderous Roomba. Yeah. Is, is that not something? It's amazing. It is, it is the most 80s thing ever. And you can, I've you seen can the put Terminator it on repeat, recently. and it's, it's like the Too Many Cooks before Too Many Cooks. It's <laughs> yep. so insane. Oh. Uh, you're welcome. K9. You are welcome. K9. 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 It's going to be in my head all night. Mm-hmm. Um, I, too, mm. enjoyed the Babylon 5 episode. I'm, I'm glad that you pledged to do it way back when. I'm even gladder that you waited around until I showed up so I could Yay. eventually be on it. I was that waiting was until there were enough panelists who had watched Babylon 5 <laughs> to do an episode of uh-huh. Now Babylon, I yeah. see how I got on the incomparable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the Trivial Pursuit game was was very fun, except for the part where I could not remember Bjorn Borg, uh, which I still <laughs> think about to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Monty will haunt you to your death. Gotta have a rematch. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, let's do it right now. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Right All right, now. I'm in. Um, I'll be yellow. A couple other drafts I really enjoyed were the board games and uh, Peak oh, yeah. Crate. I liked as well the. Uh, con- or not the console, the computer games. Um, I just bought some games for my kids for for the holidays and for presents, and I did. I literally was standing in the game store with the show notes uh, for the board game episode <laughs> in my hand, trying to find games that p- people had mentioned that I could buy. So I think my favorite yay. part of that was was just discovering that my idea of a favorite game is very very different <laughs> from some of you guys. By the way, the fact that nobody besides you have apparently ever heard of careers is utterly bizarre to me. Okay, good. Thank you. I was that starting was to feel like I was insane. Oh, I told a whole anecdote about careers. Didn't okay. I? I mentioned I heard heard of it too, but uh, I've well, never heard of it. I was <laughs> have not, have not heard of careers, which is bizarre to me. If anybody in the world has not heard of careers, yeah, everybody that's seemed completely nope. taken aback by the whole uranium mining thing. So. Well, that is bizarre. I did. There's a whole bird watching track or something too, isn't there? Maybe that's just the 1972 uh, version. Or that's the ecology track in the oh, that's uh, right. 70s that's right. version, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, I know my careers. Um, uh, Total Party Kill, technically it doesn't count, but I, I think that has been um, some of my most favorite memories and just giggle sessions have been mm. brought on by, by TPK. Uh, I, like, I like playing dumb and murderous. It's fun. <laughs> Yep. Uh, but I think maybe my favorite thing was, was another sort of outside the podcast thing. I was supposed to be on the Last of Us episode and I tried playing that game and I rage quit it pretty quick and yeah. I just could not make myself go back to it. I think maybe my favorite part was just commiserating with Jason <laughs> when, I told, when I told him I was bowing out. And, yeah. uh, and, I said, I can't bow out. I'm the host. Yep. <laughs> was it from the I'm with you. or the content? Yes. Uh, it was the difficulty. For me, it was how boring it is. <laughs> I, it may have been the content if I would have played long enough. But I don't know. I don't think I got far enough to uh, to get bored. So, yeah. It was not for me either, but mm-hmm. we, we soldiered on. That was that. That's the episode where, um, if, if, as I listen to it, it really is like, I'm, I'm also here and asking <laughs> some questions and just not that interested in what people are saying and i actually that that episode's really weird because i literally split it into two episodes that are just they run back to back and it's a, so it's like one two hour long episode but it's really like um stuff that i found interesting and then at the end all the stuff that i did not remotely find interesting but i know <laughs> other people care about and so it's there and uh, <laughs> is it an hour of you just going uh-huh yeah okay. <laughs> all right yeah what yeah. do you think John, tell us what you think about that. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. And d- did we do an episode on uh, the Hugo nominations? Because I feel like we did, we but did. I didn't see it. Yeah. Yes, and you said nice things about the about Mira Grant. I did, yes. I, I enjoyed that one because I read so much more than I had for anything else for a long time. And I, I, I had done like almost all of my homework, and I felt like a, a straight-A student for a change again. That was nice. Monty knows that episode because his name is in it. It's the part yes. for Monty. 
Partial Monty, by the way, is where you take a twenty that twenty book series, The Wheel of Time, that got nominated for a Hugo Award for Best Novel, and Monty's idea was you'd read the first book and the last book and try to guess what happened in between. <laughs> Therefore, the Partial Monty. I still think that sounds like a good idea and like too much work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a good idea. Maybe, for maybe just read else. the first page of the first book and the last page and the of last the last book. Oh. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yes, neat, and that is that is that is my list. That's your list. Mm-hmm. I liked our, our debate about whether the. Uh, I think this was basically John and Andy debating whether the Whopper in War Games had a moral code or not. That was really amusing. Not as amusing <laughs> yes. as whether the cat actually talks. I think Andy and I were on the same side, and then some other wrong person was on the other side. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. oh, you're right. Greg Noss may have been on on the other side. Yeah, that wrong person. Yeah. yeah. I think I liked our arguments about what constituted computers and robots. That was good. By the way, <laughs> yeah. it's dances are not robots, just to be clear. <laughs> I, I liked all the... Uh, I don't know what Jason is allowing these days. <laughs> it's whatever the opposite of mad with power is. That's what he's but got. But he wouldn't his, allow car, really even though falling. robot is in his name. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I was, the, the adjudication <laughs> of that episode was just disastrous. It's sentient <laughs> and it can move around on its own. And it's named I, Robot. And it's not a dance. Tobor <laughs> <laughs> is I, Robot I like spelled backwards. Tobor. What? <laughs> <laughs> it changes everything. Whoa. I feel emboldened I by my ability to get Shodan <laughs> past the centuries. What? I'm not going to plan it. Uh, <laughs> Steve picked the robot. It was a moment of weakness. I could pick the, Steve picked the robot. I, I loved in the, the TV pitch episode all the argument about what, what a proper Rockford Files reboot would be. Yeah. Yes, that went it on. can't be in Boston and it can't be in Seattle. That was uh that was an episode that sat in the can for, for like two months. <laughs> um yeah, so, and- in fact so long that um while it was waiting to be posted, James uh, uh James Garner James- died. <laughs> and yeah. I had to edit out our references to maybe James Garner could make an appearance in the reboot of the Rockford Files. <laughs> That's how long that episode wow. sat on a shelf. But you know, but it was that was a that was a wacky episode. Skeletor died seven times during the last you know interval between the last clip show and now. Yeah, <laughs> he did seven times during that clip. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put a little shout out to the. To the bonus track that we uh, that we did, where we uh, once again had uh, beer and actually ate dinner in in uh, Escondido, California, the weekend of Comic Con, with a uh, with uh, me and Steve and Greg Noss and a bunch of listeners. That was actually a lot of fun, which turned uh, into it, an extended therapy session for Greg. I can think of those episodes as sounds of the city. That's what I like to think of those. Oh, pe- people have glasses and silverware. There are cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a bustling downtown Escondido. The most amazing moment, perhaps, of the entire year, though, was while we were recording our little bonus outdoor beer garden thing for the Butter Zone oh, episode. Yes. And and that was that was me and Steve and David who was visiting San Diego, and I flew down for the day, and we went to the Stone Beer Garden by the airport. So there are always airplanes flying overhead. And one listener came to to, to visit with us, and that listener happened to be the listener who t- who wrote the letter about the butter zone. Yes. And so so our listener, Kismet. our listener got who who mentioned the butter zone to us got to be in the episode. That was about the Butter Zone. Listener that Neil. Was pretty and amazing. explained Listener the Butter Neil. Zone. What was the episode that actually was in his Butter Zone? I don't remember. 
Peak Clooney, the incomparable mm-hmm. film festival, I ah. believe, was in the butter zone. That's good knowledge, As Jason. It would well, be. you know, Clooney well, I, I'm looking at the zone. show notes page right, right here. <laughs> peak Clooney, not not to be confused with Peak Crate. Peak, was Peak Clooney the first Peak episode? I think maybe so. It was after Full Shatner, but before Peak Crate. Peak Crate, something <laughs> like that. You know what who's I realized Pete, listening Crate? to the uh, back episode? <laughs> <Pete's laughs> relative of Pete's dragon. Pete's great dragon. Pete's uh, great dragon. Great dragon. Come on, Jason. The great I dragon. Got it. I got it, John. I got right, it, John. Right. Yeah. It's a Star Wars reference. Sad. You like those? <laughs> sure. Like, like Baru. You like Baru, right? <laughs> I don't think there was a single instance of Edage, duel or otherwise, this year, and I think that's a real problem. You just spend more time yelling at Jason. Now he's your friend letting you pick dances for robots. You're just not yeah. yelling at him anymore. <laughs> I, I predict in 2015 there will be Edage. I hope so. Perhaps dual eatage. That would be good. You, instead of recursive clip loop, there's an alternate universe in which you just go into quad eatage, octo eatage, <laughs> septuagenary eatage. eatage. That's, that's a eat age inquisition. Is the next great game we're going to play. <laughs> I like that clip or Skeletor eat it. it. I'm trying to get down to Steve's level here. Well, folks, here, here's the here's the story. We have done in order to get ahead uh, for uh, the holidays and 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 New Year's. We've recorded two two plus hour episodes on consecutive days, and so I say to you all, uh, we've reached the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to say Merry Christmas. <laughs> Joy. I hope you had a happy new year. It's now 2015, remember? It's now 2015. Yay! It's going to be a good year. I can feel it. 2015, yeah, Last Guardian, Episode 7. Sure. It could happen. Yep. Maybe. One of those be any worse than 2014. Instead, we're going to go into the past and talk about Portal. Uh, you know, which is good and all, but not new in any way. Anyway, I would like to thank uh, my, my uh, high-ranking panelists for being here. David Lore. Thanks for being here all year. Thank you. And that's what clip shows are all about, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. We've learned a lot. We've grown. <laughs> it's the true meaning of clip shows. <laughs> I still... hate the commercialism of, of clip shows. <laughs> sit, out in the clip, sit out in the clip patch and wait for the great clip to come. Dug, dug, uh, dug, dug. <laughs> Nobody mentioned that they thought that the Star Wars Holiday Special episode was one of the best episodes of the year. I'm sorry, I don't remember what you're talking about. There's still no evidence that that actually happened. I, I've I've blocked it out. Two twenty four hours later. Erica Ensign, thank you so much for being on so many episodes this year. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you for having me. I have more to say, but I will clip it short. Is that a clip show it's joke? A clip yeah, show that's joke. Okay. That is all I got. I'm t- I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotcha. John Syracuse, thank you very much. Two nights in a row. I think I'm um, I'm at my limit at year's end for uh, yeah. incomparable. Let's, let's not do any more episodes th- in 2014. Uh, like wait, wait, it's 2015. What do you mean? <laughs> Don't confuse uh, us. Yes, Steve Lutz. Thank you very much. It looks like you're ending a podcast. Would you like some help with that? <laughs> that's that's my clip joke. I got it. Yeah, okay. Oh Happy New Year, Jason. Clippy, not a robot. 2015, man. It's going to oh, be 2015. Nice. It's going to be great. Dan Morin. Thank you, as always. It's uh, it's uh, it's good to have you here. Come back it's, more next year, huh? I I'm here all the time now in 2015. All right, good. <laughs> I have all Every this episode. time on my hands. I'm unlikely to get laid off again, so it's great. So far, you're on 100 percent of the podcast in 2015. <laughs> yes, so nice indeed. work. All of us Damn are way ahead. Skippy. Of those other suckers. Uh, Monty Ashley, congratulations again on your winning that one game of Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> I was also on the winning side of Game Night. Yeah, look at that. Woo! Yeah. 
Good job. <laughs> you that didn't sound sincere. And thanks to me for hosting. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank you, Jason. <laughs> I made it. I made it uh, to my name on the list, and I just read it out loud. It's been <laughs> it's been a long time. Oh, well, we know. We know it's one a.m. your time, Jason. So <laughs> yeah, it's so late. Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, yeah. so late. All right. Uh, well, then that that wraps it up. Thank you for it's been another clip show. Another clip show is in the books. Um, this one is now fodder for people who want to quote things in the 2016 clip show, if we all live that long. Um, and thanks to everybody out there for the pe- the people who sent in their favorites and the people who are just listening. Uh, we really appreciate that you all enjoy listening to the show. So thanks. And here's to another year. And thanks for letting us uh, indulge ourselves with this clip show. And uh, until next time, I just want to remind you, is <laughs> are we are we in the Matrix or are we not? I'll let you decide. (laughs) (laughs) And now to take us out of 2014 and into 2015 and summarize the episode you just listened to, could we get any more recursive? Here is Jonathan Mann. Jason likes to draft things. He's obsessed with drafting things. All the things will be drafted eventually. It'll culminate in a draft draft where the biggest and the best and the best drafts will be drafted eventually. The SNL draft went off the rails before Jason even did the intro spot. I can't believe you're giving me the robot. The word youngling is redundant. Young means one thing and link means the same thing. Space children, what up my young youngs? Space children, what up my in here is smooth don't forget don't ever forget to couple it with a caress this is such a turn on and for his encore he rides a pig cow and he falls off the capering oh the capering here's baru you guys like baru do what do did he did he do what do do serenity struggles to form and lo, Merlin did walk along the road with no shoulder. And verily, he did find, he found the McDonald's. And he brought some back, he brought it back to his family. He brought it back to his family. Steve picks Ben, picking listener at the end, picking Steve. Chat. Picking Steve, picking Skeletor. Picks ben, picking listener at DN. Picking Steve, picking Laurie, Jason, Chat. Picking Steve, picking Skeletor. Does the Whopper have a moral code? I know the sound of an imperial probe. Butter zone in the shame hole. She has a cat.
now she's over a town, which is a place where people live. She's encountering problems with weather and other witches. Here come some seagulls. Watch out for the pookie kid. Watch out for the pookie kid. What up, my young youngs? Watch out for the pookie kid. 